Respectfully. Yo, what's going on? This is Ori Styler on the Respectfully Podcast. In the building, we always have my guy, Mickey. What's going on, Mickey? What is going on, bro? My guy is wearing, you can't see him, Mickey's off camera, as you know. He's wearing a, a top that's making him look super hench. <laughs> and we know there's padding, so tell there's me. There's no padding, bro. Probably it's not that big. oversized you're retro not look, that bro. Big. It's oversized retro look, man. Oversized retro look. Trust me, daddy. I'm using it. You look very Marty McFly right now from Back oh, to the Future. Bro. You do. You can see it, Eddie. It looks mad, Marty McFly. Yeah, you know, I'm going for the retro look. I put this piece together. I hope you enjoy. I hope you enjoy it. Ch- uh, champion, big jumper that says Minnesota. Yeah, <laughs> looks if good. My, if Marty McFly played on the American football team, that's exactly yeah. what it looks like. The guy that runs yeah. on and brings the uh, brings the water and oranges. It does in. look like that, bruv. I appreciate it. No problem. What do you want from me? This is the question. You I want give you me to like show your real physique because I have to work hard to look like that without the hoodie or the jumper. <laughs> And you're just putting on the hoodie and the jumper. No, and then people man. see you get fit on your social media. They're mm. like, yeah, he must be wham. No, no, man. It's not the case at what, all. Wait, what weight class are you for boxing? I fight at Super Wella. Super Wella? Yeah. Take that jumper off right now. No, bro. Mo. I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm never I'm taking the jumper curious. off. <laughs> what? Because you, you look really beefy for 154. No, I fight at 154. I know. I would never still. walk around at 154. Okay. I walk around at like 78. I know, but from your... Like, from your Wedgeness, with all due my respect. Art, so. uh, here's an example, right? That's what my arm looks like. Yeah. That's my actual arm. Hungry. That's what you look like. Oh. <laughs> Hungry. Hold on, hold on. Let's bring on our guest, because he's already speaking. I haven't even, it feels rude I haven't even yep, introduced him properly. Course. Yeah? Yep. One of the smartest guys in stand-up comedy. If you don't know who he is, uh, it's very easy to find him if you know how to spell his name. And then pronounce it as well. I've been practicing. Practicing to pronounce <laughs> the second bit. I like to be respectful, because people get my name wrong, and mine's only five letters long. Ori, right? Yep. But yours, the surname I want to make sure I get correctly. But before I do that, I want to go into what you do. Stand-up comedian. One of the smartest guys about, he's got his PhD in what exactly? Misinformation. Misinformation. Yeah, and that- Islamophobia and extremism. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna ignore that for a second because that's not the truth. <laughs> Psychology, am I right in saying? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Your border, idea, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This the border. Guy, not only is he uh, I gave you the topic. Yeah, yeah I can yeah, see, yeah. yeah. You fa- thank you for that. I appreciate yeah. that. He's got his PhD in, in uh sci- psychology. Yes. Sir. Not only that, he teaches psychology at Bristol University. Am I right in saying that? Yep. Not only that, he's like younger than anyone in this room. So it's really upsetting that he is disqualified and teaching people that are near enough his age. He's teaching people older than him in his class. That really gets on my nerves. Yeah, that's cool though. The guy came up with a nice car today telling me about, oh yeah, I sold my old one. I said, what was it? He goes, GLC. I thought, you know what, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hear nothing from no one, right? My friend in the building, what is going on? I'm going to say it correctly. Musin Yashalada. Perfect. Hey! Perfect. I said it properly. He said it better than my dad's. Swear down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah daddy, talk to, to me. I'll teach you how to speak the lingo. I mean, yes. What's going on, brother? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I appreciate you coming down. Right, Mickey, yep. real quick, right? Mm-hmm. I want you to look at both of us mm. and I want you to understand that after the heat wave that we had last week, we both didn't suffer from sunburn. Man, shut up, bro. <laughs> Do you know what that is? <laughs> Genetics. Hey, man. Yeah, bro. I, hey, got the, I, I didn't hit the genetic lottery, bro. Yeah. I didn't. I got the, I got the white, white, white gene, which yes, is where did. I get red at the sight of those uh, soft lights, bro. <laughs> the box lights I'm scaring him. <laughs> I'm burning now, bro. 
<laughs> Mate, he, last week, right, I'm phoning him up and say, yo, bro, what's good? Listen, I'm going to just find out what when, when we record because we normally record on Mondays. Uh, for those who listen to this and it's like either a few hours or a day late, we ain't decided if we're going to drop it Tuesday, which is today or tomorrow at like seven o'clock as normal. Uh, we had to record a day late because we had stuff that we had to do over this weekend and the Monday got hella busy for both of us, right? So I'm phoning him trying to figure out a time. When can we meet up? When should we record? Right? He's not answered, but he's messaged me back. Guy hit me up and said, yo, bruv, I sorry about delaying getting back to you. Man got sunstroke. I said, huh? You got sunstroke. Sunstroke, bro. Sunstroke. I got my ass whooped. I what don't even know what sunstroke is. Bro. I'm not entirely sure what it is. So I lie. And he's the one with a PhD. Internal temperature, yeah. <laughs> let me just let me just, <laughs> let me just start there. You went outside. <laughs> you were defeated by the outside. Yeah. My, You're a professional boxer, but you couldn't walk down the road. Listen, yeah, my internal temperature yeah. was enough for me. I felt like I was burning on okay. the inside, right? Yeah. But I went out for a run. So what the day it was 40, uh, what day was that? Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. The Tuesday, yeah. I went out for a run first thing in the morning, yeah? Mm. And I thought, I won't be that hot this time. It was about eight o'clock. Okay. It was hot, yeah? I didn't wear a hat. Went running. I'd le- recently just shaved my head, yeah? Mm. Took all my hair off just because I fancied it for the crack. And then uh, I got back. I was like, I feel hot. Obviously, I'm burning. Yeah. It wasn't until I'd say maybe, yeah, 15, 16 hours later, I was like, oh, something's not right. Yeah. I oh. could not cool down. So it was like, I can't even explain it. It was the worst. It was I, the worst. My missus was just like, what is going on with you? And she's like, ginger, ginger. Yeah, yeah, but, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got, she's also got ginger hair as yeah, well, man. doesn't she? We, we both, when it comes to heat, man, we are out of the question. So my thing is, how is it, right? I Mickey gets sunstroke, right? And yeah. he is like, like British white, like yeah, yeah, yeah. the like alabaster. Yeah? yeah, how is it you can get sunstroke, but yet Britain invade countries that would give people sunstroke, and yet we've been proficient at doing that over the history of yeah. of how many years? I don't know how British people could go to different countries and say you are now part of our Just empire and can't even survive their environment. We wear massive That's hats very true. when we do it. I think. <laughs> That's big old true. fedoras is protecting you, yeah? Just big old hats, man. That's mad. We go in and we say, hey, guys, mm. we're going to uh, move here, if that's cool, but uh, we can't live where we live because it gets too hot one day a year, so we're going to move to the tropics yeah, or something. Do you know, it doesn't make any sense. Makes no all, sense. Man. Absolutely no sense. But here we are. Here we are, bro. Me getting burnt, you taking the piss out of me, and... I mean, well, you've got a PhD, so I can't even like really. This is a, let me ask you about that, right? Before we can get into what's going on in the week and so on, let me ask this about you, right? Firstly, how old are you? So they know. I just turned twenty six. You just turned twenty six. How long have you been teaching at Bristol? Since twenty nineteen. Hold on a minute, bro. Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> do the maths on that real quick, right? And so maths is not my strong suit, but so three years ago. Three years ago. Three years ago. So you were twenty three when you started. Yeah. You started teaching people at twenty three, as in like teaching adults. I was teaching before that, but another university. I've been teaching for all. I've been teaching since 2018. So you've been teaching at Bristol so, so since 2019. Then. So 21, 22. 22, I started teaching. So you're te- teaching Bro. psychology to psychology students? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he is the age of a psychology student whilst doing this. There is are it? students older than me, which oh. is awkward. Like my master's students, right? Some of them, they like come back from industry. Yeah. And I had two students last year that were really good, but there were two ladies that were in their mid 40s, have children. Like not far away from like my age, right? They're like going to university themselves, but they've come back to study, mm. and it almost felt weird to give them direction. Yeah, of course it would. It almost felt awkward, but they That's one of mad. them did acknowledge it, and she kind of said, "By the way, like 
nip it in the bud. I know I'm a bit older than you, but like I'm here to learn. And I was like, thank you, you said yeah, but, that. But, but she's still giving me direction. But <laughs> there's like crazy. a whole authoritary thing in that though. Like, how do I, you know, when you're at school, like regular, like secondary school, or primary school, whatever. Mm. The nightmare of that is, is how do you, there's got to be a level of authority that you've got to get from the teacher to you. So when they say you're wrong, you got to do this, sit down, hold it down. You haven't handed in your work on time. Not only do you have a baby face, you are a baby yourself in general anyway. So a 40 year old woman, could you imagine like a 40 year old woman? Right. Just it's coming like, up to him. So you don't, you don't know this, but my background's in education. I used to be a teacher. Really? Was it? Really? What? Hold on. Hold Everyone on. Where did this come from? My background's yeah. not in Plot school, edu external education. So I was teaching youth offenders. I was teaching like primary school PE, mm. <laughs> but mainly I was like a teacher in a sport BTEC to okay. youth offenders. And that's not easy. When I first started, I was 19 mm. and some of these kids were 18. So I was literally just a teaching year people your age, teaching people my age. Yeah. And that feeling so uncomfortable. I can imagine. Yeah, Cause how hard. do you tell them? Cause at 18, they're still messing about, isn't it? Oh, that's God. way harder than what I'm doing. Oh bro. It was more way like, harder. it was more like, um, just like conflict management, yeah. management and just putting out fires every, you know, five minutes, just making sure everybody's still in the building when they're supposed to be, do yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah. trying to teach them at the same time. It was a tough job, man. But I, I owe my thick skin to that to one that. job, man. Jesus Christ. I will do it. It will do it, bro. How, was, it, was it mixed classes or, or Mixed men? classes. It was, um, we had all different age groups all the way up from like 15 to 18 I used mm. to teach. And I went through the phase of like four years of teaching. They were really, really bad. And then they got a little bit better. And then they got a little better because the, the classes constantly changed. Yeah. And by the end, I was teaching kids who actually wanted to learn. But my initial first couple of years in this job was teaching kids who were like the worst of the worst. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking like there must be, the ratio must be 50% and now inside easily. I don't know. What the, well, that sounds like you failed. Hold on. I was there to do some kind of job, man. And you had one foot out the door for the boxing. Yeah. Bro, that's it, man. It was, it was tough. I was only 19. I didn't know what I was walking into either, but it, mm. I owe that, bro, the thick skin thing, The thick thing, skin man, that you'd have from that, yeah, oh definitely. Oh my God, bro. You can take anything mm. after teaching these kind of kids. I can imagine. But some of them are good. Some of them really good. Like one-to-one, -one, nicest people on earth. As soon as they get into a group with their, with their homies, man. No. All right, so, all right, both of you then, this question. When you're teaching people that are of those age groups, because I know that you have to be, you have to be the teacher. You mm. cannot cross a certain line. There must have been times, especially, maybe less for you, but more so for you. Mm. You're 19 and one of the people is 18 and they try to chat you up or something, or nah, they try to flirt you. You know what you. it is? It's more like the with people like that, especially when you're in like a, higher level you never let it get even close to that oh, so it's yeah. almost like pretending you're way older than you are i don't know if you have to do this like i have to pretend i used to have to pretend i was way older than i was i would never mm. tell her my age for a start ever mine assume i'm older initially yeah because of the yeah. authoritarian role yeah, it's yeah, like when yeah. you see someone who's a parent and they could be 18 with a kid mm. and you think oh they must be in their 20s because they have a responsibility that you're like oh wow that's yeah you must yeah. be older it's yeah. kind of like that so yeah. they assume you're older even though look at yeah. your face you got baby face yeah, but they're also 18, right? Mm. Oh, yeah, so and 26 is old to them as well. Isn't it, it? It's amazing how much of a like mental and emotional difference you can feel between someone who's 18 and someone mm. who's 26. And I was talking about it with my friends, and at first I thought maybe it's a generational thing, but yeah. it can't be. I think it's just a where they're at in their life. Mm. Yeah. Because I was probably like that. My first year of uni, you're excited. You're yeah. seeing all these new opportunities. You're meeting all these new people. Yeah. 
like everything is just like who cares let's just give it a go yeah yeah you 18. know what it's weird i was having the exact same conversation recently with my coach and i was saying about how dumb i was at like 20 years old 18 19 20 years old yeah how i just didn't care yeah i just didn't care because who cares right i'm young and then i get i'm now i'm 28 soon to be turning 29 and everything is like i look back on myself as that person i'm like Bro, what was I thinking, yeah. man? Where, like, the amount of dumb shit we've done as, like, young adults. Like, 17, 18, 19, man. Like what, for example? Like, I was a very behaved boy when I was... Were you like, actually? No. no. Were you not? Was I behaved? Not, I wasn't as bad as... Uh, you naughty, naughty boy? I wasn't as bad as some people. Oh, really? I was... I, I Normal stuff. Yeah. Are you not waiting for me to say some stuff I did when I was 17, 18? 100%. Oh, God, all right, fine. <laughs> My issue was validation with girls, women. Mm. That was my thing. Never brought problems to anyone's door. Never brought police. Never got arrested. Never did drugs. Never got loud-ish on the road. Never got into to like big swingers or fights whatsoever. But my thing was always like, once I was like active, I was like, yeah, man, I wanna, I wanna. You know, when you're, right, you know, when you're not a nice looking kid, right? You're funny. You got personality, but you're not the buff one. Yeah. yeah, in the group. So for me, once I started to find my groove, I'm like, 100%. and that's where I went. Do you yeah, see what I'm saying? Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, right, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right, I'm not saying thing. that I don't know what you look like when you was younger, but did you feel like you were not the attractive one? I was never the attractive one. Same. I was all, I was like rectangular shaped. <laughs> Brother, you're living my life. Bro. It's all of us, It was right? an issue. Oh yeah, you. Oh, I saw his picture when you were younger as well. You were quite big too. I was a big boy, man. I Well, put it this way. I won Social Butterfly as an award at my year 11 assembly. Wait, wait, so. wait, wait, wait. I was a social butterfly. Oh no. Had all the friends. That is not an award. It's an award, bro. I won social butterfly and joke of the year two years running. Okay. Six joke form. of the year I'll take. Ele oh, year yeah, 11 social butterfly form. sounds like, oh, you chat to everyone. That was it. If my son won social butterfly, take him for a walk and have a chat. Yeah. Social butterfly. <laughs> Tell me what's going on. You can't be yeah, what's happening? Why are you talking to everybody, friend. man? Social butterfly, bro. Can't be everyone's friend. I think, I think when we're younger, when you don't have that thing. Yeah. And then whatever it is that you then develop the understanding to get when you're older, it doesn't have to be game with women. It could be anything. It could be confidence. It could be how to even train. When people look at us lot, right? When we were not in good shape and then later on you find a way to find your groove. Some people then overcompensate and they're like, I'm training twice as hard. I'm doing double the amount. I'm making sure I'm on point because mm. I want people to realize that I was this guy who was this size. But now I found my groove. I'm letting people know, yo, I can keep fit. I can look good. This is now my size. Mm. For me, it was, it was it was women. When I realized I was funny, like yeah. proper funny. Use it. Bro, it's like a superpower. superpower. It's a superpower. superpower. Trust me. When you find out that you can oh. make people laugh, you don't like at the beginning. And this happens with comedians as well. You you might vouch for, how long have you been in comedy now? Uh, properly, really, a year and a half. A year and a half, so yeah. new. Yeah. Right? I'm going to tell you something about him when I did a show with him recently. I told him this as well when I was on the show, right? But yeah, let's start with comedy. When you're new, you'll notice this. Comedians that are not secure within themselves will want to make other comedians laugh. 100%. So, bro, it's annoying. It's jarring. Yes. And it's because they want the validation from other comedians. Like, I'm one of you. I'm your peer. If I can make you laugh and you see that I'm funny with you, you must think I'm a comedian as well. Mm. When you get to like five, six, seven years down the line and you've done shows and you're finding who you are more so as opposed to who you want other people in your industry to see you as, you then get to the point of, all right, what am I doing 
why am I making them comedians laugh? It's not mm. about them. They're not the ones paying the bills. It's, the, it's the punters. Mm. Then after a while, you get even more confident. You're like, you know what? I want to make the punters laugh, but I know I'm funny. You get to like double digits and you find your feet of knowing that you're funny. Once you find that you're funny, you make the punters laugh. But if some don't like it, like you go and do a show and there's a group who's having a little stag do don't like it. And they want to go, oh, we don't like what he was saying and stuff. You then don't get thrown off by them mm. because you're used to knowing that you can have a good show and a bad show. But it all stems from you wanting that validation before you find how to be comfortable within that role. And it starts at that point where you want to make other comedians laugh. Mm. Now, what I was going to say about you, I did a show with him. It was, um, it was one of Kevin J's shows. I love comedy. Shout out to Kevin J. It was an amazing show. Wicked show. Brav, the vibe was amazing. You were you you couldn't lose in that room. Mm. One did, but we won't say his name. You couldn't lose in that room, and he went on. Mm. And I never met him before. It's first time I'd seen clips of him online. I've heard about him from other comics who have been like, "Oh, he's another guy who's doing well." And he went on, buried the show. He's on before me, mm. and I'm looking at him like, "Could you like leave some of the laughs um, for the rest of us in the room, please? Have some nice respect." Man. Right? Did I sit? I, who was that next to? I think I went to K. Yo, Kevin. How long has my man been doing comedy? Well, boy, I think you. There was someone who dropped out, wasn't it? And then you covered. I filled in that day. Yeah, yeah. I was I think a it was. Be on. It might have been Raj. I think or someone. Maybe whoever dropped out. I was out, at home. Someone had know. to drop out. It had something else going on, and he filled in. Mm. Came down. Like, Where did you get this guy from? Like, no, no, no. You see, why is my man taking up all the time and all the laughter? Like, mm. I, I won't be serious, right? Mm. But. I sat there, I'm not going to lie, I sat there thinking, am I going to do all right today? Because this guy went on and he buried the show. Mm. And as a comedian who's hungry for the laughs as well, who wants to make sure they have a good time, especially when you get billed as the headliner, mm. there's a part of you that if you respect the craft enough, you want to make sure that they, they get to laugh and have a great time. But there is a part of you that goes, raw. am I going to be able to give them that if the person before me has buried the show and he buried it? Mm. I went on and buried it as well, right? That, that, bro, we, it was a great it. night through and through, but I genuinely sat there and I have not felt that for a minute where someone who's new as him mm. can make me go, all right, I might have to readjust the game plan because I'll get him, but I don't know if I can readjust the way that yeah, he did. Yeah, and he, yeah. all his jokes were just smart. That's what I loved about it. That's cool. It was just smart and witty and, yeah. oh, bro, you, you killed it, man. Thank you, man. Killed it. So only time you're going to get a compliment from me. Everyone gets one, just one. <laughs> what did I get? You've had one. Oh, it's a jumper thing. Yeah. You've yeah, had wedge. one. Backhand. No, I mean, in general, you've, no, the jumper thing was me telling you to stop faking your big. <laughs> mm. Everyone at one. Coming yeah. from you, that means a lot. When people say that lot. to me, I feel like an old man. You are. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Shut your mouth. I'm 34. You're, you're 30. I'm not 30. You I'm are 28. now. You're 30 soon. I'm 28. When's your birthday? November. This year. So you're 30 next year. So shut your face. I'm 30 next year. Exactly. <laughs> now nah, I'm 34. But when you say that. Yeah. I, I do feel slightly aged. I'm not going to lie. No, you shouldn't. Why? Because when when did you start comedy? 12 years ago. Who, who did you look up to when you started? Like, it, go into my shoes. Yeah, yeah. When you were, if you were going to, you start start comedy, you're doing the open mics yeah. and you get first booked for a first, like a proper show, right? Yeah. Who's on that lineup where you're like, I can't believe I get to be on the lineup with that person. You're excited about it. Do you know... I think it was Richard. Yep. And I think it's because at the time I rated and like every comedian that was active around those times, I rated, I respected. I was like, whoa, 
you're doing these shows and that and you're and I'm working with these people but I think because Richard had that celebrity factor because he was Richard Blackwood from doing his own show putting out his music I've still got his CDs here exactly right when I I remember not only just doing a show with him but I think he came to my university it was a show then and that's the first time I've spoken to him only in passing before but first time I really really got to have conversation with him and sit down and talk and this is when I'm like Young in comedy. I think, baby, I wasn't even started properly. I was just trying a thing and I was still finishing up uni. Um, So I went uni. I went twice. First time I I quit and I started again. So I went late. Mm -hmm. But as I'm finishing uni is when I'm starting comedy. And it's when I did a show with him. And he could approach, like, speak to me by name and then tell me, nah, honestly, bro, you've got it. You're sick. Now, he's one of my friends now. We talk regular. And we catch up. And But back then, it was like, that's, his CD in my yard. Mm. I seen him do his show. He's interviewed all Destiny's Child and and all of that. That's when I feel like that was my first kind of, you you meet people that you've looked up to from young and then they're like, they're on the same stage as you. Now, I don't know if you've absorbed this yet for where you are in your career, but that's how young comedians are feeling like when they get to gig with you. I don't feel like they should. They Well, they do. And that's, <laughs> Richard would have probably said the same thing back then. You don't need to feel like that. Yeah, but he, it's the reality. But he, when I met him, he had big tech. He had his television show and he had a music career and stuff. He was he was on TV a lot. Well, I hadn't been there. But bro, you have to understand, when we come into comedy, yeah. right? When I look at what I want from comedy, yeah. you are doing those things. And that, okay. if you're a I'll comedian... That is inspirational. I'll take that. And it feels almost validating when you get to move up and you get to work. When someone trusts you to put you on a lineup with people like yourself, people who are consistently on television doing big things, that makes you feel like, okay, I'm progressing. It's a great feeling. I'll take that. Thank you. All right. No, I I appreciate that, bro. Come on. All right. So who else did you really, when you were starting comedy, did you look to and go, yeah, I want to do stage with that guy? Like, let's say from either before you started comedy or as you were starting? You know what's an interesting one for me, Kojo? Yeah. Because when I was a kid, every day on my way to school, I used to listen to Choice On FM. radio, yeah, of course. And I knew he did stand-up and I used to watch it when I was a kid because I was like, mm. oh, Kojo from the radio does stand-up. So yeah, I yeah. watch it because I love stand-up when I was a kid. And then Kojo's booked me twice now. Mm. And I went on my Instagram to send him a thank you for booking me. And I'd sent him a message before I'd even started stand-up mm. saying just, and I completely forgot I sent this message saying just to let you know, like big inspiration, blah, blah, blah. I used to listen to your show, mm. doing great things. Hope you're doing well. Something like that. Right. And I completely forgot I sent this message. Yeah. And then after he booked me for the second time, I found it and I was like, damn, like that is trippy. Yeah. Mm. That I used to listen to you every day as a kid. I, I liked stand-up when I was a kid. I never knew I was going to end up doing it. Yeah. Maybe I'd thought about it, flirted with the idea. But that's that was a trip. Another one, I, I still haven't worked with him, but Mo Gilligan was a big inspiration for me. Yeah. Because I've always liked stand-up. And then when Mo started popping off, I started yeah. thinking to myself, this guy took his life is my life. Yeah. Like the things like the stories he's telling and the way he talks. I was like, this is how we like talk with me and my mates. Mm. And he's doing it. And I remember I went to, before I'd even started stand-up, I went to, it was either uh, Up the Creek or Cracking Up Comedy. Okay. And you were on. Oh, is it? 
And me and my friend Ali, we were like, this guy, like we we're talking about you, like you were sick because you just came on with energy. <laughs> Thank you. And I remember being on the train home and I was thinking, because I was flirting with the idea of doing stand-up. Mm. I was like, if I'm going to do stand-up, this is, this, this is levels. I appreciate that. This is levels. And there was that, Prince Abdi on that lineup as well, who I thought was sick as well. If it was Abdi, it, I think it would have been cracking up. Yeah. It, it cracking up. But it, was it UTC? No, no, no. It was, it was somewhere a, in Shoreditch. Yeah, in like a hotel. yeah, yeah. That's it. Yes, I remember that one. Yeah. I remember it was... Um, Ah, oh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was, uh, it's about a hundred people can go in there. It was a hotel. Yeah. It was a hotel and it had like a, one of those nice coffee places. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. You know what's cool about that day, right? <laughs> this, is, this is how ignorant I was to how comedy worked. Mm. After, you know, you do the, um, you can get pictures. Yeah, right? yeah. So I lined up to get a picture with Mo and I was like, I didn't know how stand up worked. I didn't know there was a whole hierarchy. Yeah. I just went, oh, how do I get on the show? I'd like to give it a go. And he was like, oh, do you have like a, like a clip or yeah. anything like that? I was like, no. no. And he goes, I'll tell you what, build up your experience. And he gave me this he gave a guy called Emmanuel, I think, really tall guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I he, talking about. He told me to speak to him. He said, build up your experience and then message him when you're ready. And then the pandemic hit and stuff like that. But I've start, I started mm. off the back of that. See, for him, he was just being nice. But off the back of that, I started comedy. And do you know what? You'll get to a point where you will buck up with him and he would have, he would know who you are. All comedians, some will pretend. Yeah. I can't stand the ones that do. Some will pretend like they don't know who you are or they haven't seen you when you've been around for like three, four years yeah. easily, right? But your name will get around. It always does. You always, if you've never met someone, you always know of someone and you'll try and, some will try and be humble. Like, oh yeah, oh, it's good to meet you. Never worked with you, but you know, I hope you see you get, and they've been watching you because it's such a small circuit. It is, yeah. You'll buck up with him. And when you do, and you'll tell him that and he will feel so proud because all of us would do. At that moment that you say to someone, look, build up your thing. You know, get some, get your five minutes, get 10 minutes. And then you see a man doing it rather than them just talking. Like, oh, I want to get on stage. I'm funny. Cause you get a load of those. You yeah, get a yeah, lot of do. people that just drink, see you do it, think I'm the funny one of the friends. Yeah. When you, when you actually have done that and then you're able to say, yo, what's going on? I'm on before you. And I remember that you gave me this advice, the respect levels that any comic will have for you, because this is not easy. Bruv, David A. Arnold has a special called is This Ain't For The Week. And he's not lying. It's not. This is not for the week, mm. right? He like, if someone sticks to it after taking that advice, bro, it's one of those things where you're like, wow, you actually were determined. You did your thing. Big up yourself. I think Mr. C was the guy that showed me when I said I wanted to do comedy, he would tell me, and C's like the everyone's uncle in comedy, yeah. right? C would be like, look, if you're serious about this and he will let you know. I wasn't one that needed kind of the guidance of being serious. I was diehard jumping in and any show you could get me on, I'd be there, right? Mm -hmm. But anyone that he, he would feel like he's being slack or holding back and so on. I think, um, I think we had, uh, Jimmy spoke about this. I think it was C who told him. But mm -hmm. if you're serious about comedy, you better... You need to stick to it. You cannot just mess around. You cannot cancel gigs. You can't just whatever it is and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I remember when I used to go to watch LOL show and like I'd be watching C from then from a long time and all of the acts that I would see on there, I'd be like, yo, this is sick. And me wanting to get on and I'd say, let me host a game show or stuff like that. And he'd be like, look, if you're on this, work it. You can't just jump in, jump out, work it, put your time in. And he ain't lying, bruv. No. There are people that, bro, there are comics that I watch now that are like younger than me. And I see them grafting. Now I'm a 
grafter. I know because my therapist says you need to stop flipping grafting so much and learn how to relax. I don't know how to stop working, but I will sit there going, yo, nah, after my man's there doing his thing, nah, I got to put in another four hours. What, is that what your set looks like? Nah, I got to find another five open mics and get this material tightened. 100%. I'm like that, bruv. It's not for the week, man. This game is not for the week. That's what I see. What I, what, what, we're talking about um, comedians playing to other comedians. That's long. One thing I've realised about what, people start stand-up comedy for very different reasons, whether they know it or not. Some people start because they genuinely want to be successful stand-up comedians and have a career. Other people are just looking to have a good time. And do you know what? Nothing wrong with that. You're not hurting anyone. Yeah, facts. But that's the reality. So I see like there's so many like, stand-up comedians, like they'll do a, they'll do a bringer show, right? Mm. And instead of going home, rest up so they can do it again to a better standard tomorrow, mm. they will go out and have a night out. So it's basically their first year of uni is basically freshers week at university. Yeah. So their first year of comedy. Oh, comedy is like, like freshers like week. Freshers yeah. week. It's long. And that's, I mean, that sounds great, but are you really going to make the amount of progress you could make if you just treat it how you mean to go forward, you know? Yeah. A year and a half in, bruv. It's good. Bro. You see what I'm saying? And I'm telling you, there are people, bruv, when I started, I won't say names, but a lot of the comics are like, I'm doing comedy because I can get better girls. Yeah. I'm doing comedy because I want the attention from people. I want to feel like the man, bruv. <laughs> and then I've seen people do comedy, die on stage, and then they're like, you know what, this ain't for me. And you've died once because they can't handle like the one time dying mm. because they, it's all about ego. Do you know who's Teflon? And as much as, as much as I have my, like, I always pull him up saying, bro, you need to be doing this and that and so on. Because like, as a friend, I tell him this, I'm like, is a junior Booker. Yep. Right. Booker is Teflon. Booker, ask any comic. And I, whether he likes me saying this or not, Booker at the beginning used to get booed. He'll tell you booed, bruv. But he'd be like, I'll get him tomorrow. Every time. Yeah. Boo. Then he'd be like, don't worry, I'll come back tomorrow. You can't boo him off the stage now. That man is Teflon, mm. right? When he's hosting a gig now, he's he's firing on all cylinders because he's stuck at it. He's comfortable. Bro, he's comfortable. Mm. I wish, I wish he was up in a place where people go, like, give like he could put himself in a position where people look at him as more than just Booker from the ends. Cause he's got that very like vibe to him. Like Booker who's does comedy and he, you always see him in like in London, bro, his, his ability to go on a stage, read it and go, I'm not getting booed today. Everyone's going to enjoy this. And I'm going to hit and his writing. He's, he's on a different wave when it comes to writing stuff, bro. And that comes from the determination to sit there and say, I'm not, I'm not like yeah. you boo me today. Watch what happens tomorrow. And then boos, Believe me, not his, but everybody's. Oh, it's soul crushing. They cut. I, I can imagine <sighs> they cut, man. It's soul crushing. That's why you feel. I feel like anybody. They say this about boxing. Like anybody who steps between the ropes should have, should get your respect, right? Mm. To a degree, right? Because people who some people who step between the ropes have no intention of winning, mm. or they have no intention of you know paying paying homage to the actual craft of the sport. But bro, if you go up there and you've planned a set, or for you guys like you plan that x amount of time, yeah. And I can't even imagine how much work goes into that. Oh, make it, thinking, yeah. do people or like the thought process prior to that, like mm. the hour before, thinking, am I going to go up there and just going to get absolutely squashed? Oh, it happens. Do you know what I mean? You sit there thinking like, but it's, it's like happen. a completely naked craft, isn't it? It's you. You, you can't blame anybody else. There's yeah. nobody else you can blame. You could say out there, you can go, go, oh, the crowd weren't feeling it today, but mm. 
who, like, who can you possibly point a finger at outside of yourself? I'm blaming the crowd when. <laughs> no wait, let me let me let me break this down. Yeah, I blame the crowd sometimes, and it's not because I think it's the crowd per se. It's all right. So Jonglers, which used to be a comedy club around the country, uh, is now it's not it's not about no more. But Jonglers was notorious for doing comedy shows around the country, but a lot of their people they bring with stags and hens, right? Mm. Party packages, they sell them like comedy shows. You sell it like on a, you you add it to like one of them stag companies that will go, hey, we're going to do a whole package for you lot. It's this and this, and then you go to this club and then you stay at this hotel. It's that package and mm. they'll throw it to that. So you'd have a room and it could be 40% stags and hens easily. They are the worst. Let me tell you it's something. Hard. If you're getting married, yeah, uh, you and your friends are the mo- are the trashiest people living. <laughs> why? Why is it? Well, you're getting married. Yeah, why, yeah. But why is it bad? Like, what? Why are? It's just interesting for me. For like, why are they? Because bad they, as they're crowd not there members? for the comedy. They're there because it's their friend's birthday. And anyway, anyway, to embarrass their friend, like that's what they'll come dressed up. You also have someone dressed up in a banana outfit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. you're like, I get it. It's a stag, and where it's a hair, and you're doing your thing. But then they'll be there, and what the guys in the room will do is they'll be louts and be loud and take shots, 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 and let's drink and da 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 da. And you're on the stage, you're trying to like make people laugh who came for a comedy night, mm. but then you got one corner, right? And remember, when it's one corner, it's maybe a table of 10. In a room of 200, 10 people can be very, very loud. Yes. Yeah. That's 10%. Of Thank the room. you. Yeah, yeah, 5%. You got your PhD. What's wrong with you? You say 100. A room of 200. What's wrong oh, with okay. you? I said, clearly said to you. It's a psychology PhD. It's a Bristol University, man. If you need someone to cover for a little bit until he gets himself together with maths. But yeah, you can be in a room of 200, 10 people kicking off. And that is one party. So imagine there's six or seven of them. That's what jugglers used to have. Bro. It didn't matter if you were funny. You could have a great, great, great set, solid, and know how to deliver it. If that room is disrupted by that stag party, yeah. it is a wrap. There's yeah. no point. You just got, I've done it. I've watched it happen before where people just die on stage because their material, they got to learn how to adapt. And some yes. people are not here about cussing the crowd. Like I can go on the, on the stage and cuss the crowd out, right? Yes. How are you with that, actually? I'm, I'm good at that because I'm talkative and I've yeah. got high energy. So I love hosting. Yeah. I like, so I hosted my first show after like 10 gigs. Okay. And most people don't want to do that, but Mm. I like the challenge of it. Like in the sense of like, all right, let's see how I'm going to react to this situation. Yeah. And the first time I tried hosting, I bombed because I did way too much material from the get go. Yeah. Rather than talking to them and stuff. You learned that. Yeah. Yeah. How I was, that was actually going to lead me on to my question. I was just going oh, to text you this actually a couple of days ago because I was watching, oh, I can't remember who I was watching, man. Because I'm a fan of comedy, stand-up comedy anyway, yeah. but I can't remember who I was watching and there was people hammering him. Was it Bill Burr, maybe? My boom. Someone was hammering him and he just went in yeah. on this woman. And I'm like, that to me is hilarious that anybody thinks that they can speak or like be loud enough, the loudest in the room, yeah. at the guy with a mic... Mm. and still think that they can win is insane to me. And then he just went in on this woman, yeah? And my question to you was like, how do you deal with that? With people heckling? The heckler. How do you deal with a heckler? You just hammer them. Nah, it depends. Because I would go like, well, I can't imagine what I'd go because I've never done it. So like, what what do you do? Did you see the clip I put up with the NHS uh, worker? Yes. Right? Yes. Have you you seen it? I can't remember, no. So I'm, I'm I'm a comedian in Brighton. And there's a woman who was working for the NHS. I'm doing a joke about furlough and being on furlough, right? And midway through it, she stops me 
And she goes, well, I'm an NHS worker and I wasn't on furlough. And I'm like, okay, look. <laughs> all right. I said, all right, get, let me finish this joke and afterwards we'll give you a round of applause, right? And then the crowd was like, yeah, cool. They liked it. And I said, I, I mean, I understand her, where her position, I see what she's saying, but there's only so much you can go, thank you, you know, yeah. really love what you did and, you know, really, it's great. And because we are thankful, yeah. but at the same time, let me finish my joke, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was nice about it with her, right? And I didn't go hammer, hammer in on her. And then afterwards, at the end of the set, I go, you lot have been a fantastic audience. Well, 95% of you. And I stopped and everyone just burst out laughing. And I didn't say why. I just went, I don't know why you lot laughing so hard. I'm not saying that it was a particular person or it was, it wasn't anybody. And I just looked at her and the camera zooms in and I'm staring at her like that. Burst out laughing again. Then her husband interrupts, not to be malicious to me, but to try and back me. And he goes, oh mate, you don't know what it's like. I got to put up with this. Now, earlier on in the show, which no one saw in the clip, earlier on in the show, it's, it's a two couples at a table. But her husband is not sitting next to his wife. He husband's sitting next to his friend's wife. Mm. And the friend is sitting next to his friend's wife, the husband's wife, right? And the way he was talking, and it looked like he was flirting with the wife as well. But apparently he's just very friendly. He's all friends. So I must have said, um, when the guy goes, oh, you don't know what I got to put up with. I said, well, you don't have to if you want. It's evident that your friend wants to F your wife. So why don't you just let that happen <laughs> and continue? And then you will be put out of your misery and done, innit? <laughs> Oh, it worked. <laughs> it worked out. But it would do what you do. There's a way to deal with hecklers. You let the crowd dislike them first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way to deal with them. If you, someone heckles and you jump straight on them, the crowd goes, I was a bit harsh. Yeah. He just sneezed. Yeah. Like, it's nothing major. Yeah. But you let the crowd like dislike them first. You heckle, you go, darling, look, just give me a minute, right? As soon as you do that, give me a minute, the crowd have gone, he's been fair. Mm. If they then talk again, Look, listen, I got, look, I'll talk to you in a bit, but I just got to do the jokes, all right? I don't interrupt your work, don't interrupt mine. If they then start getting arsy at that point, you'll hear the crowd go, oh, that is go time. Yeah. When the crowd go, oh, you, go. Love, you start taking your notes that, out. What? <laughs> listen, that is bullet time, bro. Yeah, as soon as that's happened, if I've had a balanced breakfast that day and I'm in a good mood, you are getting it. Because the crowd shit. want that. The crowd want it. You see you and your mum and your yeah. bruv. The crowd won it at that moment. Just let yeah. it rip. Let, let it rip. Roll. you got to let the crowd... Bro, it's the best. I love it. you got to let the crowd dictate mm. that first. The moment the crowd say, we're sick and tired of this person, that's when you go, come on, yeah. and then boom. Yeah, but there's nothing better. In, in normal life as well, there's nothing mm. better than going for like bar for bar with someone when you're hammering them. Do you oh, know yeah, what I mean? I love, I love it so much, man. There's a clip of um, me and Adot comedian shout out to Adot, my brother we we did a show called wahala it's like a class show and it's like country versus country i'm not gonna lie in hindsight i ain't feeling it because i don't really like clashing other countries because mm. it just it just feels a bit especially culturally where we are right now but that show me and him where i was representing jamaica he was representing nigeria um and the way he did the show bruv what did he say to me? I, I could show it to you on, on the on the screen, actually. What he went on and said was wild, right? He was he started with, I'm not going to, this is nothing long. I'm just going to say your sister is my side chick or something like that. Nothing about countries. Hold on, I'm going to find this clip. And when I tell you, like the back, the back for backness on this one, and, um, and Richard was hosting it as well. Us going back to back on it, 
is what made it so funny because it's like each jab that we had put each other on the ropes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what made it like People sick. love it. People love watching yeah, that. Yeah, man. I did, did you, so did you grow up with like lots of siblings or lots of cousins around you or, or uncles or brothers or anything not like that? Not particularly. Cousins, really? yeah, but not, not ones that I'll go up against. So I was like hammered from a very early age, right? Mm. We're talking like three brothers and a sister and I'm the youngest. So I was like hammered and I learned early, man, that that whole like bar for bar thing, man. And yeah. I've always craved it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, especially with like stand up comedians. Throw me the remote, but keep talking, but throw me the Especially the stand up yeah. comedians, man. They're like safe hands. Yeah. They're like, uh, they, they, you can see it in their eyes sometimes when they go, yes. All right. Oh, let's have facts. it. Do you know what I mean? Facts. Some people come to shows thinking they're supposed to heckle. Really? I've had people mm. come to me after the show and say, oh, sorry, but wasn't it like part of the show? Oh, they think it's part of it because they see it on TV. What? And they, yeah. they watch a Jimmy Carr special and think, oh, we're supposed to, they want us to shout things yeah. out. I'm like, no, the comedians don't hey, want to. Why would you? Yeah, but yeah, people are wild, bro. I, do, wild. I do get it because they watch like a Jimmy Carr thing, right? And yeah. they'll be like, oh, yeah. is that what happens? Hold on. Where's the, the other one? The Apple one? The little, little one. It's up there somewhere. But yeah, that's what they... That's the one, yeah. A bit more tender, that one. Yeah, nah, that's what they think. They literally sit there thinking, yeah, but I saw it on TV. Do you know, oh, bruv, I, I heard about, um, I'll tell you where it happens the most, right? Is on up north in hot water. Mm. Shout out to, they are on their ting when it comes to their, their the way they built up themselves. What they used to do is they'd have Paul Smith, who's great at dealing with like hecklers or just talking to the crowd. Yeah. And then afterwards, because they see him doing it so much, people that don't do comedy think mm. that that's comedy. So then, and he became really popular on um, all the clips they used to put up of him just dealing with the crowd off a whim. Really? Right? But then people would think, well, I'm coming to the club so and sit at the front so that can happen to me. That's and you're sitting there thinking, why would you want that to happen to you? It's not and even... The guy's got a mic. You're not this is it. You're not going to win. No, there's no, there's no winning win. in this one. Well, we had an incident, or you commented on it. Um, I went to... <laughs> so funny, man. It was so good. Yo, this was amazing. We nearly got through the whole night without anything happening. So Mooch, shout out Mooch, who uh, runs Vauxhall Mooch. Comedy Club, right? Yeah. It's a really good comedy club. Um, he, very nicely of him, just invited me down for the evening mm. um, to, to watch the show. And he gave like my friends a few tickets. Now we were late. So when we went there, the girl who runs like the day to day, her name's Phoebe. She just put us in the front row mm. and saying, and she said, don't worry, the comedians won't speak to you because they'll see your face. They know you're a comedian and they'll yeah. just move on to someone else. <laughs> and that's exactly what was happening because I knew all the comedians on the lineup yeah. until one guy came. What's his name? Joe Jacobs. Joe Jacobs <laughs> comes in, right? We've never met each other. And I was eating in the front row. He had a roti in it. Yeah, I had a roti in my hand, right? Mm. And he just started going to town on me, right? And then he, there was one point where he asked me, what do you do for a living? And in my head, I was like, now I have a decision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do I mess up this whole rhythm and tell him I'm a comedian? You should have done. You should have done. But I left it alone. I was like, let's just give him the day job and let him no! crack on. Bro, we have an unwritten rule, right? But it's one that is, is, is again, this is unbreakable. Mm. You don't go after other comedians no. in the audience. Really? Rule. It's just rule. Really? Because we get it. We know what you're doing and why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't. Because yeah. it's on the same sense. You go after me and I don't like it, which generally speaking, comedians will be fine with it. Yeah. You can't come at a comedian in the audience 
and expect them to be like our audience is who just humbles himself. You just go like that and shiver up into their seat. No, bruv, I've got fire back to give back yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't do it. You just, there's a rule. You just don't go after comedians. My brain was working a million miles of an hour. Of course it would. I was in there and I was like, you, okay. Bruv, you should have told him. Yeah. You should have rumbled him. So, I yeah. love Joe, you know. Joe is my guy. You should have rumbled him. Yeah. I commented on the page and I went, I said, Joe, you broke the unwritten rule. You don't go after other comedians. Yeah, man. You just I was don't just do it. I was like looking like Ricky Gervais's love child. What are you talking about? Oh, man, it was oh, hilarious. I just sat there and I was like, no, just, right. I'm going, but if you've seen the clip, I'm going like this, right? Yeah, he's sitting in my there. Head, like, I'm thinking, yeah, you can yeah, see, yeah he's going, sitting there like, going. okay, all right, keep bitch. going, okay. keep going. Yeah, man. I so wanted you to say I'm a comedian in that clip. My friend was sat behind me and he yeah. was nudging me saying, do it. Yeah, get him, get him. rags. You should have got a mic, got up and got, got on. Turned into a roast battle. <laughs> Bruv, I would have loved if you were on the lineup later on. Yeah, that And then you go on the stage. I just stand up and they're stand like, up. Oh, and your this. next act is, and then Mustard just stands up. That would have been sick. <laughs> Bro, are you not entertained? <laughs> Bring it back up. Bruv, unwritten rule, you can't break it. And he did. You should know. To, yeah. You should have told him. Let me, let me show you this clip. So you're talking about when we, people go back to back, right? Yo, what's good, everyone? Take a breather. Why? Because we've got to let you know what we're doing in October. We have just announced Ori Styler and Friends Tour, which is going to be going around to four different locations in the UK. It's me doing comedy, but I'm bringing my friends with me. The lineup is massive, but we haven't announced it yet. We're keeping that under wraps for a little bit. But I can tell you where we're going. 14th of October, we're going to be in Bristol. The 21st of October, we'll be in Bedford. The 23rd of October, we'll be in Birmingham. And on the 30th of October, we will be at Bush Hall in London. It's going to be fantastic. You can get your tickets right now. We have a limited amount of early tickets available from orystyler.co.uk. And after that, the price goes up on them tickets. The lineup's going to be wild. We've got loads of comedians coming down. I've also got some surprise guest comedians that will turn up at some of the shows and we will not even announce. It'll just be a lovely surprise for you. We won't tell you who it is, but you've got to come to the shows to find out. Also, we're giving away up to £250 worth of prizes at each show, including games consoles, bottles of rum, merchandise, and so much more. Ori Styler and friends, you got to come and check it out. Like I said, Bristol, Bedford, Birmingham, and London. We will see you there in October. For more information, go to oristyler.co.uk, grab your tickets, and we will see you on the road. All right, let's get back to the show. Respectfully... <laughs> Jesus Christ Oh man That's hilarious <laughs> But yeah We used to all go back to back on that Like we used to go at each other Like that for bands um, That's so funny Yeah It's um, It's Yeah hold on <laughs> I remember doing that And after a while There was Like I wouldn't I don't like doing the country clashing thing But when you're starting a comedy I, This is another point when you start a comedy, <clears throat> you think that's what you have to do. Mm. Bro, you sit there thinking you have to do these big shows. You have to do what they're asking you to do. It's long blood. It is so long. Because you don't necessarily want to clash. Mm. Bro, who wants to go in front of 2,000 people and potentially get cussed out by another comedian? Uh. That's roast battle now, though, isn't it? Roast battle's like that. Yeah, that's crazy. Roast battle's like that. I did roast battle with, um, with Tanya. And um, shout out to Tanya Moore. We did it at Angel. Just for bands, for a bit I of fun. I found that. How'd it you was find fun. it? It was really good fun. You win. No, I didn't win, but it was very close. Yeah. It was me and my friend Prakash. And 
Ours was by far the best on that. The other ones were kind of tame. Okay. Because I think the other people didn't know each other as well. Mm. Whereas we we know each other. So we were going for like, I know stuff about his family. He knows stuff oh, about mine. Oh, you we were details. Yeah. Like that's going, good. That's good. Going to town and people loved it. So the show I run, One Minute Smoke, mm. there's a roast element to it. So the comedians come up, they do one minute stand up and then they have an interview with a panel of judges. But it basically turns into a shit talking session. <laughs> Oh, and people, down for that. people love it, bro. Kazim did it, right? Yeah. And he was one, as one of the judges and he was just lighting people up left, yeah. right and center. It got to the point I started hitting him with my clipboard because I couldn't take it anymore. Man. Serious. But that kind of laughter is what you want. You yeah. know, everyone's yeah. just having such a good time. You're, everyone's build you. Everyone's yeah, cussing each other and we all, we're all hugging at the end of it. Yeah, that you know shit builds I mean? you up. It's beautiful. Yeah, that shit builds you up. Man. I love that stuff, man. Yeah, you don't find many people with that kind of skin. Do you know mm. what I mean? That kind of thing where you where you know you can hammer each other. Do you know what I mean? But I've done I've done a roast before where there's a rule that you have a roast in. Uh, you kind of had with your guy. You cuz you have to, it takes a certain level of skin. You have to also like the person mm. that you're roasting. I will not roast someone if we if we're not cool. No, I wouldn't mm. either. I won't do it. If mm. I have a problem with someone, I'm not going to go do a roast battle with them. Facts. It's just going to be awkward and infuriating, probably get a bit too weird and I am so before one minute smoke starts, right? Mm. I set up a group chat with all the contestants to lay down, to make them feel comfortable with what's about to happen. Like I basically say, say what you want about me. Mm. If anything, go through my Instagram and find things, right? And this guy must have found out that my dad walks with a limp, right? And he was a gay guy, right? And he goes, your dad walks with a limp because I fucked him in the ass, right? <laughs> and my dad, it was in the audience. <laughs> and my dad is like an old school guy. Afterwards, he looks at me and he goes, that boy is a bloody liar. <laughs> Talking bad on his name. He's lying. He's lying. Like he thought you were just sitting there going, dad, is there something you want to tell me? Yeah. <laughs> he went out and then in the car, he was like, we were driving home and just out of nowhere, just going, he goes, fucking bastard. <laughs> he didn't like it when the gun got turned on him. Yeah. No. Oh, so, so your dad don't like you though, more then? <laughs> My dad does not like that guy. That's so funny, man. Oh, I so funny. Who, I wouldn't know who. Who said it? Yeah. I think it was um, Dane Buckley who said it. Have you Dane heard Buckley. Dane? Yeah, uh, I know who guy. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it was him. It was either him or Josh Faulkner. Have you met Josh Faulkner? Yes. Yeah, it was, it was one of them. And when they said it, <laughs> dad was just like... I looked at my dad in the audience like, okay, we'll see. <laughs> this is comedy you are saying. This yes? is what you do? This, this is, is what you do? This is what you I kill everybody here. in here. Trust me. <laughs> no one leaving. <laughs> no <laughs> one leaving. Lock doors. We're going to talk. You want to talk, talk, talk? I talk to you. Bloody liar. <laughs> oh my God. No. <laughs> Fam, I'm all right with my parents being in the audience, me cussing them, but if someone else was to say something, I don't know how my parents would take it. Oh, bro. Yeah. <gasps> Oh, it's happened once. I <laughs> okay. So, shout out to to uh, to Maureen. Maureen Younger is a comedian. She went to the same school as my mum, right? But how I found this out, she goes. She went uh, goes to John Kelly, right? In um, it was in Neasden, because that's where she's grew up. And she goes, "Oh, I went to John Kelly and Neasden." I think we're just talking about like the area where you grew up in. And he went, "Oh." You went John Kelly? I said, I said, she went, yeah, yeah. I went, my mom went John Kelly, right? You might know her. And she goes, oh, why, why, how old's your mom? And I said, how old my mom is? And my mom is like, was is older than Maureen, yeah. right? 
quite a bit older than Maureen. Not quite a bit. Let me not say that because my mum's not super old, but she's older than Maureen to the point where you're not in the you're not even no in chance, the school yeah. at the same time. Might be clear ten years or something mm-hmm. like that, right? And when I said that to Maureen, she got so offended. Really? Because <laughs> why, why? she got so offended because I've I've aged her like ten years, right? Maybe right. fifteen years even. Who yeah. knows, right? Oh, I see. So I've said that, and she's gone. Don't take the piss. Hold on, like like that, as yeah, I can yeah. imagine. So what Maureen does is, this is on my birthday at a show. What she does is that she introduced me. She was hosting a show. We was in near Bristol, um, not Swindon, above Bristol, Gloucester. Um, no, Gloucester, Gloucester, not Gloucester, Gloucester. Gloucester, Gloucester, yeah. We was down that way. She introduced me on stage as, as the first, um, <laughs> she said she was going to introduce me on stage, right? Now she knew it was my birthday and she thought he's going to try and get loads of girls here today and blah, 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 because I was young. She introduced me on stage as the Urban Circuit's first open black gay comedian. Now there's uh, girls in the crowd I wanted to talk to. There was a couple of nice things. I was young back then, yeah? She's introduced me as that, right? After, <laughs> because I said about the whole age thing. And she said, listen, I went on that stage and I had to go, listen, no, I'm not. I'm not. She's in the back going, Ori, just be proud. It's okay. We are in a safe space. Bro, so nah. I'm trying to say to them, look, I ain't got a problem with nah, it. I'm I just, not, I'm yeah, not gay myself. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to- I, I'm, but The more you, you say it- The more I say it, the more I sound. <laughs> Babe, you know, I'm, we spoke in the break time, innit? Like, I'm trying to do all of that. They're not having it. Because <laughs> no. Maureen did such a good job at introducing me that way, knowing that it was going to mess me up and trying to get like the girls. That's the best, man. Bro, it's, I love what we can get onto each other. It's great, but you just have to be friends. That's what I do when people leave the toilet. Do you ever do um, that? What'd you do? Just to fuck people up for no reason. I don't know why. It's probably one of my, my worst tricks. You, were, you go, oh, what is that? They come out of the toilet before and I go, what the fuck? <laughs> What's that <laughs> in there, man? Oh yeah. my God. Oh. oh, that's disgusting, man. And, they look, and But the more they try and like... No, no, it wasn't me, it wasn't me. <laughs> like, bro, what I've, the hell? I've got one. I've got a story just like that, right? I've got so many of these stories, right? We haven't even done topics today, but I love it. I've got so many stories, right? One, and this is probably very disgusting of me, but it happened. I was at the gym. In my gym upstairs, um, there is a toilet. But pays a lot for this gym. Oh, for flip sake. All right. Ignore what he said. A lot for I pay. Gym. I pay. Ask him what car he drove how a few you, months uh, ago. How, how much car you drive? Yeah. How much you pay for a gym? How much do I pay for my gym? Yeah. £54. Pounds. My guy, spud me, please. What? Hold on. What? No, 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 no. What, what, was, what, was you, what are you saying? What, how much would you pay for a gym maximum? A hundred. What I the hell are you? Come on, Mick. Where'd you live? The gym is therapy, man. Where'd you live? <gasps> Mick. That's Mick. it. If I'm going to pay for Can anything, you, I'll Mickey. pay for no, the gym. He's done some Mick. You no. watched the podcast price. Nah, he hasn't. You no, he hasn't. Set me up. You set Thank me up. You. Thank you. I go Nuffield. Nuffield, it's, Nuffield is like that, though. It's like David Lloyd's. Yeah, yeah all of them goes to one, Yeah, yours is like Nuffield, isn't it? Have you been to Nuffield before? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like Nuffield. Yeah, yeah. I go to one like that, and he hates it. He pays £75 a month for it, man. I mean, that's not But I, w- I used to work at Wentworth Country Club at uni. Outside where people w- are paying 80 grand a year. Yes. What? Yes. Wentworth Country Club membership, because of the golf and all that stuff, is around 80 grand a year. And the food isn't free. Can Can you just speak to, to, to my guy, please? And, about uh, what? About, you know, how you can, uh, you know, maybe level up and invest in yourself. Listen, Ori, in a way of going to a decent gym with Ori's good height. More money sauna, jacuzzi, it's lovely. I, see, he gets it. You can it. unwind, he's you got sit a ten- there. He's got a tennis You're talking to retired people about their gardening and it's bliss. Bare naked, so bare nice. naked retired people. It. They are what? naked retired naked, people, bro. but, you know, that's okay. It's fun. It's not Ooh. fun. You know what's wait, 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 Slow, pump the brakes there, cowboy. It's fun to get with retired people, yeah? Right. The conversation's fun. Okay, I don't cool. touch them. Okay, thank God. 
in my sauna, right? There's always, there's over two conversations you're having about mm. someone's retirement fund, right? Yeah. Or someone's wild COVID conspiracy theory okay. in the sauna. Okay. I go in there sometimes just to listen. It's an interesting it's place. It's like a podcast. Man. Some people, people just for some reason, I think it's the heat. People open up in the sauna mm. to complete strangers. We'll tell them their whole life story. Do in they the know sauna. you're a psychologist? No, because I'll just, sometimes I'll just sit down, I'll just listen. I'll be like, I can't believe what I'm hearing right yeah. now. You like see whole like affairs being planned and stuff. Really? I've heard some wild that stuff in my gym is sauna. entertainment, man. It is. That's man. entertainment. It is. I love that. It's like <laughs> a confessions box. I would sit like in that sauna degrees. all day. If there were stories like that coming out, I would sit in that sauna all day and listen. That's my favorite thing, bro. People watching, sitting there listening to people's conversations. Is that weird? There's this uh, one woman in my gym. You're watching. When you call it people watching. No, like you sat outside on the, like no, a, no, outside really... the coffee shop or something, people walking past. Oh yeah, I know, but we said in the sauna. I like people watching. Maybe not people sauna. watching in the sauna, but <laughs> <laughs> you were gonna tell a you're gonna tell a story about Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I had to watch a movie there. Alright, so in my gym, there's a toilet upstairs where the gym is on the gym level on the first floor. You can go to where the proper showers are downstairs. Sometimes it's long, you just want to quickly go in there have a piss, have a shit, whatever, and then quickly go back to the train. I go and use that toilet uh, and I let off. Now, bro, I'm training. So, you know, it all shakes out of you when you're jumping up and down and so on. It comes out. And whatever I had the night before, well, it needed to come out. I don't know what it was, but it was hot. I go and use that toilet and I, and I wipe up, flush, doesn't want to go down. So I'm like, all right. This is regular procedure. I know how to deal with this. I'm not going to plunge anything. I do the thing where you let it go down and you flush it again. Yeah, you and it wait. just puts the weight down on it and it gradually gets faster and faster. It happens, but then um, whilst it happens, I'm starting to see that the tissue stuck around the edge and it's like stains and stuff. And I'm like, oh God, all right. It stinks yeah. in here as well because it was foul what I did. Yeah. I come out the toilet. No one's behind me. I'm like, cool. About half an hour later, I need to use the toilet again. Brother, I go to the toilet again, but there's a lady who's in there. Yeah? And she's just using the toilet. And she comes out, opens the door. And she goes, hey, hey, before you go in there, just know whatever that was, it was before me. And you went, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. My, and she didn't know it was me. In my head, I'm like, I know, because it was me. But Bro. I didn't want to say that. I was, so I looked Bro, at her and I was man. like, don't worry, I won't say nothing. I'm not going to judge. No, no, I swear to you, it wasn't whatever happened. I just need to go and just get some tissue. Okay, no problem. It's I fine. cannot, I don't know how you lot do that, man. Go on, what? I can't take a shit anywhere outside of my house. Oh, but I go to regularly to say no to that. I really? Have a, I have a, because we do a lot of gigs in London, yeah. I have designated shitting spots My in God, London. listen, me and him. Why? 100%. All right. Go on. Let's see if we've got... Designated. Imagine, imagine we've got the same designated Could you imagine? Place, All right, right, so give me an area of London, right, I'll tell so you what I'm going. let's say you're doing Top Secret or top a gig secret, in, yeah. in Covent Garden area. You know where I go? Go on. You know um, that that pickle place? No, I don't know. Oh, it's, no. um, oh my God. Oh, have you got the answer? Can you look up markets in Covent Garden? Yeah. Quick. Oh, what's it called? It's in... Oh, You know, it's like you go, you walk in and it's like a toilet bowl and you walk down and it's a food market. It's I indoors. Don't know, no. I'm not down that area that much, actually. Oh, you'll know it as soon as we get the name for it. But I go there, right? Okay. The toilets there yeah. are impeccable. Okay. And there's nice music playing. <laughs> it's like a break from the West End. So that's so where you go. And there's no service on your phone, so you have to focus on, on, the, just, uh, on your... You're just enjoying your life, you know? All right, so I'll give you one. Um, if I'm in Shoreditch, 
like Box Park, for example. Yeah. I'll either go to Shoreditch House, which is across the road. Yeah. Or the, across the road. If I don't want to go Shoreditch House, go upstairs. It's that pizza place, which is on the corner, right? That you go in there and you say, can I use toilet piece? You go there, you go down the stairs. Those toilets, immaculate again. Yeah. All right. Uh, what are we talking about? Come on. Oh, I know. All right. We'll do what... We'll do what to watch because a lot came out. Comic Con. Oh yeah, shit. A lot came out. Think of that, man. I should have done my research. That's fine. Man, now see some see some clips. I saw some clips. Phase four is over, is it? Phase five is beginning. Yeah. Or phase three over. Phase four beginning. Phase four is coming to an end. Coming to an end, right? Yeah. Two more Avengers movies. That's in phase five. Yeah. Oh, is that no? It's back into phase four, isn't it? Hold on. Yeah. I believe it's two more. They're making another two Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they wrapped it up. Nah. nah, they wrapped uh, up. We'll never be end, wrapped up, bro. Wrapped up the Endgame saga. We're moving into the multiverse saga um, now, right? No, I was right. Phase no event. Phase four doesn't end with Avengers. Oh, now it's Phase five that they brought Avengers, the Kang Dynasty, and Secret Wars, isn't it? Yeah, that's in Phase five. That's Phase five. Oh we're gonna be we're in it for the long run, aren't we? Hold on. How do you fare with this kind of stuff? Hold on. Let me do the clap first. One sec. Oh yeah. Oh, go into it. All right. Hold on. All right, let's talk. What to watch? Carl, we spoke to most. He said he don't play games. How dare you? That's fine. I don't even have a console. Nah, that's fine. It's no, regular. No, no console at all. What was the last console you had? PlayStation. The first one? Like the free, but the, the first PlayStation 3. Oh, the big, yeah, shiny, yeah, yeah, yeah. bulky one, 60 gigabyte thing. That. Yeah. Those were the yeah. days, man. Those were the days. All right, let's go into what to watch, bruv. All right. Well, let's firstly talk about this. Comic-Con came out and it dropped a whole load of stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? So all the phases that's going to be happening for uh, Marvel's Avengers. Yeah, I told you. Right? We were speaking about this just a minute ago. You said phase four is when Avengers kicks in. It's not. It's phase five, bruv. So that's not going to be for another couple of years. Oh, right? bro. Phase five has got... All right. Do you like Marvel stuff? Don't mind it, yeah. Don't mind it. Have you got time to like it, being a Bristol um, lecturer? Do you know what? I've always liked... Preferred like non-fiction stuff. Okay, fair dues. Yeah, makes sense. Fair dues. Always have done. Even when I was a kid, mm. I used okay. to much prefer watching people play games mm. than playing the game myself. Are oh, you like a Twitch guy? Mm. Not or you, even like or you would be in person. Like my brother would play, yeah, and I would just sit there like trying to get, like help him and give him instructions, yeah, and that would be my entertainment. That's cool, man. The puppeteer. Exactly. All right, so Marvel stuff then, because I know this. If you you prefer non-fiction. Marvel stuff is not really non-fiction, is it? It's all fiction. So Marvel stuff's the most fiction you can get. <laughs> exactly. But I will say this. They are they've dropped a lot of stuff coming out. But for the people that are into Marvel, That's we've mean, got yeah. so much to look forward to, bro. Way too Have much. Have you seen the new four? Yes or no? I, I, you say look forward to. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to look forward to this. Really? 100%. Have you seen Thor? Yeah. Oh, the new one. New one. No. Going to see it on Friday. You you're going to see it? Yeah, man. I know I was gonna wait till I was gonna wait with you until the whole Disney Plus thing yeah. bailed, bro. I'll wait. I'm going in. I'm going to watch it. I haven't heard massive things about. It. I haven't heard no raving reviews about. No, it. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, yeah for man. the um, Love and Thunder the yeah. new one that came out, directed by Taika Waititi again, isn't it? Yeah, and, and it's got Christian Bale plays a bad guy. Yeah, man. Oh. So yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. I mean, regardless, if Christian Bale was in it, you know, there's gonna be some kind of. But bro, performance. They, they lined up. They said they had a Comic Con, right? You know what Comic Con is? Yeah, yeah. Right? So they had one in San Diego, um, just gone over the weekend, and they announced what's coming up next. They're finishing up phase four. Um, and then they have phase five, 
with their film starting from 17th of February 2023, Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Not interested. How dare you? It's Paul Rudd. Haven't seen any of them. Any of the Ant Mans. Haven't seen them, bro. Swear to God. Swear to God. Also, I got halfway through the first Thor, turned it off. Okay, I get that with the first four, but Ant Man, Paul Rudd is such a charming guy. Worth my time? He is. Paul Rudd in anything. Very good actor as well, but is, yeah. he, is he worth my time? Yes. Is, he, is the film worth the time yes. to fill in any kind of No, it's gap? good. No, it's good. It's a fun film. It's fun and funny. Okay. Right? It's Consider good to it see done. the fight in the first one is so clever because it, it launches between them regular size and going down to mm. small size. That's what makes it really clever. So I loved about it, mm. the poster for number two. They had a poster for Ant-Man. It was literally a white poster and it said Ant-Man and the Wasp. Nothing on it. But if you went closer, you could see in like one of the sides, and you see the wasp is just there holding up Ant Man, but they're tiny. Oh, that's oh, clever. Yeah. That's some. That's a really smart marketing yeah, person. Yeah, very that's clever. the kind Have of fun. Close. Yeah, exactly. So white poster, Ant Man and the Wasp, and from a distance, especially in billboards, you can't see anything. Yeah, and that's yeah. what made it such a smart kind of marketing campaign. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Free, Secret Invasion as well on Disney Plus, Echo on Disney Plus. Looks like it's gonna make me cry, by the way. Huh? Guardian Galaxy Free. You think it's going to make you cry? No, it's 100 going to make me cry. I see a picture of um, uh, Rocket when he was a baby. Fair dues. Okay. Can't deal with animals, man. Um, animals are my weakness, bro. So Marley I and me. Big time. I met one Marley of Marley and actors. me, bro. Don't bring it up. I'll get I'll get welled up. Tell me you haven't seen Marley and me. Nah, I haven't seen Marley oh, and me. Man. It'll make you cry. Have you seen Marley and me? Yeah. Does How the dog die? Shut up, man. Shut <laughs> up, dog die. It's not good. Don't The only reason I know this is the dog's going to die is because he's upset and he likes dogs yeah. more than he does humans. I like animals more than I like humans. Yeah. So and I can't deal with it. The dog's going to... Yeah, the dog. Let's not talk about... It. How on. old is Marley and me? How old is it? It's like over 10 years old now. The dog dies 100%. I've not dog seen dies. it, but I just guarantee. That's not even a spoiler. If you haven't seen it by now, you're... And I bet the dog's not. a terrible actor as well. Fuck you, bro. Me. <laughs> <laughs> the dog deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> don't have it coming. Yeah, I bet, I bet, I bet from the beginning of the film, you're like, you know which a character needs to really get you kicked off this yeah. one. Let's get rid of this dog, man. Yeah. <laughs> Just me, not yeah. Marley, bro. <laughs> Bruv, I cried at Coco. Coco? What's Coco? What's Coco? What's Coco, bro? Are you not sick in the head? What the hell is Coco? Coco? I've never heard of Coco. Are you not sick in the head? Disney Pixar, Coco. No. <gasps> Is this new? Not a parrot. No, 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 not the parrot. No, no, not the parrot. 2016, I reckon, I think Coco came out. 2017. Nah, nah. 2016, 2018, roughly about that time. I Don't quote me on that. But it's been out. Like up? When the wife dies? More than, more than up. Never really? seen up. Really? You've not seen up? What Never the seen hell up. is wrong with this Bro, guy, man? I tried to sneak in to watch it when it came out to the cinema and we got really? turfed out. Bro, let me tell you something. The first 10 minutes of up, tears. Really? Yeah, you you will feel... The first yeah. 10 minutes? The first 10 minutes. You're buying in. You're no, buying do, you know, do you know why it's not tears? You'll feel that like, emotional. Yeah. Right? I don't want to ruin it for him. Are you going to watch it? I might after this conversation. Okay. Yeah, I, want, I don't want to ruin it for you, but um, the first 10 minutes, how they do the montage that introduces the characters that makes the story go, Yeah, it's emotional. Mm. But Coco... Bro! The, really? Bro, I've got... You, I know you watch um, um, Flagrant. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Do you not hear when they talked about Coco? Every time they speak about it, like Alex Media goes, he starts saying don't because I don't want to cry on this podcast. I haven't Every, noticed that. Bro, all of them on there. Most people that I know when I speak to, when they talk on podcasts, when they talk face to face. I watched um, I watched it with one of my friends not too, a little while ago. Now I didn't watch it with them, but they were, I was watching it and they were watching it like separately. But I'm like, yo, watch this film. Hit me up when you know yeah, this point. Yeah. Listen, <coughs> excuse me. 
the tears <laughs> that came out. Bro, I've seen it, it and I'm I still get tears. Watch it. I'm gonna have to. Money down. I'm gonna say you're gonna get as much tears as Marley and me. Bro, I'm happy to cry at films. Have yeah. you guys seen the music video for Johnny Cash Hurt? No. Try watch, listen to that song and watch the music video without feeling, especially as someone who works in the entertainment industry. Yeah. Without feeling moved. Is that gonna be like a star is born kind of energy? No, it's it's raw because Johnny Cash he was like a an icon. Yeah. Right. And it's him at the end, he filmed that at the end of his life, mm. right? And it's him basically, it's his confession saying, I've made a lot of mistakes. And a lot of the things that I chased after were never worth it. Yeah. And the, it wasn't, it was a, a cover. He covered a song. You know, when someone covers a song, but it's perfect for them at mm. the time. And the music video and everything. And they, bro, it's so powerful. Go check this out. It's so powerful. To, Hurt by Johnny Cash. I'll check it out. Yeah. Yo, let me tell you something. That. All right. So Hurt, Molly Me, Coco. Films that make you cry, right? For what to watch, I'm going to do a few of these. Bro, I did an episode of The Orville. Have you started it? No, I didn't. <gasps> and you have my missus to blame for that one. Gee. So I put it on and she's like, not a chance. Gee. <laughs> she literally, literally said that. I put it on. I was like, should we watch it? She goes, what makes you think I want to watch that? And I was just she like, said. you got a point. You got a point, Wait, man. What she's was not- it? Uh, plays a film, a TV show called The Orville. It's like a spin-off. Uh, slash... Star Trek of parody. Oh, uh, Star Trek right. of parody. Parody of Star Trek. Yeah. Right. But season one is very much comedy based, right? Because it's Seth MacFarlane that makes it. Yeah. Right from Family Guy. Mm-hmm. Season one, very kind of parody based. Season two, the storylines are a lot more solid, mm. where it's still funny and parody esque, but it's not stupid parody where that's too ridiculous to happen. It's very much its own story, like how Star Trek is, mm. but it's just the humor's ramped up a little bit more. Yeah. But bro, season three, there are people that have complained that it's not funny enough because they're used to the idea of it being a comedy-based sci-fi show. Right. Bro, the fact that they've stripped down the funny, they've taken it down by like 50%. Mm. Stories are 150, maybe 200 percent more heartfelt. Really, bro. I'm watching it, bro. Watching it's it. deep. I'll tell her, you, tell her now. All right, I'll give you one episode, right? And it's not going to ruin any storyline or anything for you, but I'm going to give you the synopsis of one episode. Yeah. Uh, one of the guys, um, McCoy, McCoy, not McCoy, Malloy, right? He's a, he's um a flight instructor. He's a pilot, right, for the spacecraft. He go. He accidentally gets caught going back in time. When he goes back in time, he's stuck in the past. But the past is like our current future, right? Mm-hmm. Our current now, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's obviously his future man. They have rules. Well, if you get stuck in going back in time, you do not integrate with society. You have to separate yourself off, hide because you'll disrupt the timeline. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the same thing in Back to the Future. If you interrupt mm-hmm. the past, you could mess up the future. So he has to go and hide in the woods or something like that for like three, four months on the end. But years go by and he can't do it no more. So he has to go to civilization. Then he becomes someone who's integrated and he's now been stuck with civilization mm. for like nine, 10 years. The, pe- the team in the Orville find a way to go back in time to get him, but they're like nine years too late. Right. He's integrated. He's got family. He's got kids. He don't want to go back to the future. Now he's got his mm. life set up. Mm. He gave up on that dream. When they saw him and he saw them, it's like he broke down, like he froze and broke down because he saw them. But their rules are we cannot leave a, a time traveler in the past because what they could do to mess up. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. Bruv, he, 
They go and see him and they go to grab him to take him back. But he's in his house. His family is there. Still there. I'm going to watch it. You want don't, to watch it? Don't ruin it for me, man. You want to watch I'm it? already invested. That sounds you're really good. You're a hell good. of a good storyteller, Bro, man. I was visualizing I'll give you that. that. God damn it, you're good. I was visualizing. I won't that. tell you no more of that yeah. one. Sold me on it, man. What they, but I haven't even told you the emotional bit. What they had to, I won't tell you, but what they had to do mm. to rectify this is where it rips at your heart. Killed I'm, the kids. I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> I'm not saying that. That's wrong. I'll, <laughs> give, I, I'll, give you, I'll give you another one. Well, I'll give you the full storyline. Okay. One of the characters, Bortus, who's one of the main characters, he's like the Klingon version of, of, of on the Orville, right? He's yeah. like their Klingon. Stoic. He's like the enemy. No, no, no. They were, they, were, they, were, the they were the enemy in the old ones, but later on they're like, they're not your enemy. They are on the same side as you, but they are still very much okay. how they are as a person, right? Um, okay. So, so this is what happens. Their society only can be men, right? They only have men. So they, they partner up with other men and et cetera, right? If someone's born a female, they change their gender to make them male, right? One of the, Bortus's kid is born a, a female. The husband is not on it because it's their society, it's their culture. Alien society, we only have males, not on it. So they want to do the surgery to turn her into female. But Bortus is like, actually, no, I love my child for how my child is. And the beef between the two is parents mm. trying to make it happen. Now it gets bigger and bigger as time goes along because they end up actually having to turn the child mm. just to stick with yeah. the rules and regulations. But later on, it comes up with some of the issues that we see nowadays, because that's how they do. They put a lot of things that are happening in society now into this so it can be spoken about. Yeah. Later on, this child feels really, really like out of place. I don't know what's wrong with me. Something's wrong with me. I don't know why. I feel like I'm just not me. Because the child doesn't know that they're how they were born and then they had a conversion therapy. Mm. Later on is when they start to see the ramifications of that decision. Bro, the emotion behind that episode and then one that's further on. Mm. Can I watch season, season three. three without watching season one and season two? You can, but I wouldn't suggest it. Okay. You get all the character build up from season one and two. Mm. Season one and two is funny. But it gets really the storytelling is fantastic. Really? Seth MacFarlane is really good at telling stories. Really? Bro, I would never have put my hand up and said that he's the guy that's amazing at telling real emotional stories. Because my whole thing is Family Guy, uh Cleveland Ted. Show, Ted, American Dad. Mm. But when he does this and he him and his writing team go into being more serious, sick. Watch it. It really? is such a good Love that, man. show. Does he direct as well? He directs some episodes, not oh, okay. all. He gets other people to direct because he's like in like it. Star Wars stuff flex with Mandalorian where they got like uh, guest uh, directors in for each episode. Oh, they he, they'll have like a team of maybe ten directors. Oh, okay, got right. It. But I will say this that um, he's in it. He's the main character. Oh, okay, yeah, he's he's, the, he's so captain. He's yeah, he's captain, but he's a he's he's hilarious in it. Yeah, he's hilarious. You really he actually can act really well. Yeah, I, I realised he was a good actor in I think his Million Ways to Die in the West. Yes, he's a good actor. He's a good actor there, man. really good actor. Great voice actor, obviously. Yeah. He's a really good actor. Norm MacDonald's in it as well, right? Exactly. Uh, Comedian who passed away recently with a really distinctive voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Plays Def in Family Guy and American yeah, Dad. Yeah, yeah. Was it Def? I think it was Def. Norm MacDonald. Yeah. But he, his voice, he's the he voice of Def. He has a very distinctive Very distinctive, yeah. 
perfect for cartoons. Oh, that voice. Yeah. There are some voices that are just cartoon based. Yeah. Him. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I the guy, uh, God, uh, Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah, oh, he's <clears throat> passed away as well. Yeah, he passed away. Um, who else got a great voice for cartoons? Is um, Joe's got a really good voice for cartoons. Is um, Jack Quaid, Dennis Quaid's son. Oh, yeah. He's uh, in The Boys. Yeah. Yeah. You watch The Boys? No, I heard a lot of good things about it, though. Very good. You finished Very it, don't you? Very good. I'm finished, I bro. feel like I don't watch anything. I'm up to date, bro. Yeah, but Wait. we, to be fair, we watch a lot of stuff. Yeah. It? Yeah. Wait, did you did we already talk about Herogasm? What, the last episode? Not last episode. Herogasm. What's Herogasm? Herogasm. I don't want to spoil it for people. I've watched it. So the episode that had the disclaimer on it. I didn't see no disclaimer. Where are you finding the time to watch all these shows? Um so because when I'm working on your story, you're always on <laughs> the road. I'm always in got, hotels. He's got as a well. Tesla, man. He can That's watch true. it on Tesla. I can't watch it on driving. <laughs> I'm always in hotels. So for me, it's when I'm in hotels. I get to sit and watch stuff after a show. I'm never home. Yeah. Or if I'm waiting for a show, I'm waiting to do something like um, if I'm in a city and I got a show, like when I was in Brighton, I went to to one of the Soho houses and I just did work. And no, I couldn't work. Sorry, I went to go and do work. They wouldn't let me work because on weekends they don't let you use your laptop to work. So I just put my phone up and I had something to eat and I was just watching an episode of. I think I was finishing the boys. Mm. So yeah, that's how it so is. So good, bro. Bro, so good. Watch it. The acting. I man, need to watch it. I've heard I good things. Get over the quality of acting in that. What you I've heard. I've heard a lot of good things about boy, it. Yeah, yeah, you do. What do you watch then? I rewatched Breaking Bad. Recently. So you're a rewatcher. I I'm do that. Re-watcher. I'm rewatching Frasier. If I find something I love, yeah. I've watched Breaking Bad maybe three, four times now. All the way through. All the way through. I love Breaking Bad. Couldn't get into it, man. Tried really? To. Yeah, I couldn't get into no, it. No, it get season three onwards. Really. It's I don't feel like I should it's have so to clever. grind to watch something. Like I am the one that calls. Do you know oh what I mean? God. I don't feel like I should have to like get bored and watch and be like and work to watch something. It's I like get that. Grind through games, bro. And it, yeah, that's what, to me, the whole easy playing, mode. Yeah, it? we're currently playing Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is like, have you ever played Skyrim? Yeah, I know. Elder Scrolls. So like, it's the online version, of that right? And um, the boys are saying, yeah, it's a bit of a grind, but once you get through it, I'm like, bro, if I'm not enjoying myself, yeah. Or I'm not at least feeling a degree of like, like being rewarded. Mm. Why the hell would I spend all my time playing this game? You get me? But if it if it gets too easy, well, Elder Scrolls, yeah. But if you play like um, Street Fighter or a Mario, Super Mario game, and mm. you play and everything's easy all the way through, there's not a difficulty curve of Mario. It's done by the levels. But mm. if there was, and everything was easy to get through. It's it's, it gets boring if yeah, it becomes no, too no, repetitive. You know what? The whole, like, I keep dying, or, it, like, for example, like, uh, Elden Ring. Do you ever play Elden or Ring? Or Dark Souls. Yeah. yeah. Wasting my time, right? Just because die. it was just too hard. Yeah. yeah. right. But, like, a game like, for example, Skyrim, where you might die a couple of times to get what you want, that, you know, that to me, I enjoy. But, like, the whole, like, you have to spend an hour doing something, like, ridiculous to get what you want. Yeah. I hate that, bro. With I those, hate that. With those shows that are a bit of a grind to watch, like you said, you have to believe in the evolution of the character. Yeah. You have to you, ha- you have to kind of believe that what's about what's coming mm. is gonna be mind blowing. So that's yeah. the whole thing with Walter White is you're watching someone go from good to evil. Mm. And that is it's so fascinating. Yeah, mm. do you know what? The one of so the fa- things that stick out to me, yeah, in the T V series where I've had that is have you ever seen The Witcher on Netflix? I'm uh, not watching it with Henry Cavill. Bro. I've heard, I've heard it's good, but I couldn't get into the game, so I thought I'm going to get into the program. I can get into the game, right? I can get into the game, but I got into the program and I was invested, man. I was looking forward to watching it. That's which good. Is, yeah, which is a rarity when you come to like, but I, that throws me back to Lost. I couldn't get into it, it was so boring. 
Or Lost? Lost was boring. Come on, bro. I've never seen Lost. Don't You've watch never it. seen Lost? Don't waste your time. No, I've never seen Lost. Bro. Despite what he says, don't waste Lost your time. Lost used to have on DVDs. You want to hear a really funny story? It sounds like uh, trauma, but it's, it's actually quite a funny story. I, uh, my house got robbed, right? Uh. They yanked my Xbox out the wall. I was on the last, last DVD of Lost Season 5 or something. Took the DVD, bro. So I couldn't finish. The, uh, <laughs> couldn't cruelty. finish the season. They did you a favor. They they did not do me a favor. Bro. <laughs> they did you a favor. Have you heard? Have you seen it yet? Though? Of course, well, I saw. I mean, I think I had to buy it again or something. Okay. But bro. so you saw the ending, right? Yeah. Even I know the whole. Can I say like, like, yeah, like heaven thing? The whole like we're in a simulation or whatever it was, or I we're dreaming. They were all in heaven. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever they're it was. all in that church. Oh, I hate right? endings like that. Yeah. yeah they were all, so they were all sat in a church in, in the end. It was all a dream. Was oh, it all a dream? Do better. That all a dream. I think they were in some kind of heaven state or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. All of that. You're in a jungle for four or five years and now the it's The build up to that was sick. No. I thought the build up to that was awesome. That's like, man. The, that's like what do you call it? The Game of Thrones where you're fighting, you're waiting to watch it. And the build you're up. You're telling me you didn't like Game of Thrones? The build up was cool. The end. You didn't like the end. I hate it when the endings to things are a letdown and you're just walking around your house. Yeah, feeling empty. Like, the end yeah. was awful. Like, it felt like rushed. Everyone died. The fight, the dragons came and burnt. And down. it was way too dark. It was just whoever color graded that that um, that episode, yeah, yeah. messed up because I was squinting. I could not see that. Remember the last episode? It was so dark. Yeah, because I know the whole like the fight was supposed to be in the dark, right? But like, there's dark, and then there's like this is also a TV show. We need to be able to see what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I'm, it's long. It got hammered for how dark it was. It's dark. And I mean dark as in like the the what's it called the um, energy of it. it wasn't like a dark energy. It was like physically dark. It was, yeah, like, visual, <laughs> you yeah, visually, it. yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, yeah. So someone must have messed up there, man. So wait, sure. why are you watching this new? Because you, you, you're like me when you like to rewatch things. I'm going through Frasier now, but you're going through Breaking Bad. That's a slog. I, I don't think I'm watching anything. That's new. I watched a, I watched the Kanye West documentary recently. That was, I wouldn't call it recently, but yeah, okay. But that, <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of that I'm watching that is. You're too busy teaching and making money for your GLCs. I mean, I don't watch like he drove a GLC. That was I a don't mistake. know what that is. So yes. that sounds fun. It was a mistake, is what it was. I don't know what GLC is. It I had a, no, cars, a seat, and a steering wheel. Google to me, man. Mercedes. It, it was a big GLC. four by four mistake. <laughs> four by four mistake. Mistake, not Mercedes. It was man. a mistake. The a mistake. <laughs> the Mercedes was a mistake. Mercedes was GLC coupe. I didn't have the coupe. I had the SUV. Oh, I don't know, big. Very cool, man. Sacra no, mom. It was it huh? was proper unnecessary. That's cool though, bro. Especially I drive like an old man as well. So. My car is on its way out and is due to get smashed to pieces any minute. Why? Uh, it's just busted, bro. The passenger door don't work. Both windows don't work. Electric has gone on the front. Uh, it's on its way out. Rear sensors are gone. Everything's busted, but I don't care about that kind of stuff, man. I need a new one is what I need. Yeah. I need a truck. I want an old beaten up truck is what I want. So I can wrap it. Yeah, I hear that. Do you know what I mean? Just so I can wrap it in Viking visual stuff and just... Go from there, man. I can I just say, um, because you mentioned earlier, Rob, we didn't go to detail anything, right? We we had a thing called River Festival in Bedford, right? We did. Oh, I think I saw that in the story. I'm yeah. new to I'm new to Bedford a bit. So for me, I took a first time ever going. It was all right. It was dope. Good vibe, man. I ended up working. Did you get paid? No. <laughs> no. It was shout out to Sam Covey, man. He was um he was playing the last set on the main stage. He came up, I said, yo, Sam, and he came up, he said, yo, what's good, bro? And he said, yo, do you want to jump on? And part of me went, 
Nah, I'm with my mum, my dad. Um, I saw my, my mum at the, sorry, with my mum at the festival. Saw my dad, I saw my stepmom, her sisters, all the family. I was like, yeah. Then I looked at the crowd, I was like, it's like 22,000 people in this park. 22,000 people? A lot of people, bro. That park holds 22,000 people and it was full at oh, right at the end. It was after the dance stage had kind of quietened down. Then right. those people, they come over to where the main yeah, stage dance. is. So I was on the dance stage from, from about four on On both days, Both days, yeah, shooting it. I heard on the Sunday it was sick. That sounds Wait, amazing. Jumping Jack yeah. Frost, man. Yeah, man. Bro, I heard it was he sick. He went in. Do you see yeah. the reel I shared? Yeah, I saw. Bro. He, his set, old school jungle, man. You can't not move to that kind of music, can it? I'm glad that he got to play it because main stage, the only time they played anything that felt vibesy mm. for DJing was when, uh, what's his name? G, um, Rio G was on mm. or when Sam obviously was on, Sam played. Do you know my highlight was when I got everyone to turn their lights on, on their phone mm. and, told, and Sam played Praise You. And it's, so you go, we come a long, long way together. Then we sign it to music and you just hear one go, through the hard times and the oh, good. Shame, that bro. little bit there. Yeah, man, gets you gassed, man. Shivers. It got me thinking, yeah, that a co like a comedy sketch, uh, not comedy sketch, who did I watch? Oh, what's his fucking name? And he's hilarious, but he's actually sick. Who? Oh my Minya. God. Huh? Minya? No, he's a British he's an MC. He can actually MC, but yeah. he's... A, oh, fuck. Chibody G's in it. Oh, Alan Sipa. Alan Sipa uh, Mustafa. You're talking yeah. about... He plays Grinder. Is he MC Grinder? Yeah. yeah, MC Grinder. How he's an actually... He's a, Shout he's out a, to my brother Sipa. He's Big a up. jokes MC, isn't it? Yeah. But it's a character, isn't it? Yeah. I was like, man, how funny it would be to like dress up like an MC Bruv, float. He, <laughs> he goes on to... He, they do festival stages. Yeah, bro, he's an MC, bro. I know. It's my boy. I know. Is he boy? Yeah. Bro, he's fucking sick, man. Yeah. I heard him rapping and I was just like... Bruv, Sipa, he, he, all Chibadi can MC. Can he? Yeah, he used to rap. There's really? videos of them when they were doing music. Really? Bro, go on yeah. YouTube. You find them when like, they're rapping. Bro, I was like, man, that'd be so... I, I would love to try something like that one day, man. Bro, I, it, let me I can show imagine you. the vibes you get from something like that. Bro, we did... Um, but it has to be MC Milk Float, isn't it, man? This guy. That's his Milk name. Float. His music name. My uh, MC... My we, MC... Uh, my alter ego is MC Milk Float. We Milk did... Float. Um, yeah, man. I like it. it. Used to be fat and white, so they call me Milk Float. So now it's a... Uh, Buzz. Buzz, bro. So now we're now we're now we're running with it. Next time uh, Ori's on stage, she's gonna introduce MC Flo. I'm gonna go inside. Definitely will not be. <laughs> and doing I'll that. say, Ori, what are you saying? I will not. <laughs> I will not be doing that. Yes, you will, bro. You're gonna you play sound like through. Every you're gonna play me that, through. Is what you're gonna do. You sound like every guy when they're drunk <laughs> and they say, "I can MC." I can MC. I'm gonna get up there and go a little bit of this, a little bit of that. To be fair, mate, like I had a couple of bars when I was in secondary school. Do you know what I mean? But like, yeah, bro. No, uh, I did not. No, you will, bro. Let's go, man. Not. Before no, we sign no, off. No, 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 he did. I did, I did, I did. Go on. Come on then. No, I can't do we it. We have to, bro. Ah, you can't on. buy into this. You right. do. I'll, I'll go. do some. I'll go. We'll all go. Yeah. All right. This hold on, hold on, hold on. We'll, we'll milk float, go. Huh? We'll MC milk. You start since you're- you, What, you MC? You, you want to bring MC float out here? Yeah. Where's the crowd? <laughs> no, no, no. Come no. out unless there's. If he's crowds, gonna do lyrics. Bro. You gotta do lyrics. I've got yeah. bars. Hold on. It's a not minute. like that, like MC kind of. Like, I it's haven't more got like... bars. Just to clarify, you haven't got any lyrics. MC Float has. Oh yeah, he's got any lyrics. Oh my god. Yeah. All right, so he you're gonna spit. I want to hear you do lyrics as well. I can't. All right. You can. I'll have to freestyle, bro. I haven't got anything. All right, freestyle. I, I have I'll no... take a free. Will you take a freestyle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take anything. You've got to go, bro. I'll take anything. You've got to go. I'll go as well. Always silent. 
You first. I'll, I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. Right. Right. This. I wrote this when I was sixteen. Right. And I right. Are you actually going to do this? Yeah. Yes. I'm gonna do we this. all are. Actually happening. We all, all are. And you're Listen, jumping in. This is the entertainment industry. Don't don't try, don't try googling lyrics. I'm getting you a track, bro. Oh no, 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 no the track. No, don't make it. That'll make it harder. Yeah, don't do the you track. You don't want a track. No, because then I'll have to go on beat, and that's yeah. what makes it even more complicated. Oh my god, what is? I'm not entirely sure if this works on beat. Go on. Go on then, hit it, man. Okay, this is how it goes, right? They call me Young Kendrick. Say, right. <laughs> sure you right. don't want to be. Wish I had an excuse. This is the better me. Better than your typical destiny. Everything I do is a fucking felony. Killed so many bitches. I'm developing overseas enemies. Worship missiles just to see the end of me. Can we do Fire! That Can we do that one more time? One more time. <laughs> one more time. Okay. Ready? What about on beat? Wish I had an excuse. This is the better me. Better than your typical destiny. Everything I do is a fucking felony. Kill so many bitches. I'm developing overseas enemies. Worship missiles just to see the end of me. That's all I got. I'll I have give him to that. say, man. I have to say, Thank you. bravo. I have to say, man. Yeah, I'll give quit him that. comedy. Well done, bro. No, don't. No, no, don't. Let's wrap. Do not quit comedy. <laughs> don't quit comedy, but we're... Milk Float, you're next. Nah, I'm not going, bro. What? Why crazy? not? Because Milk Float don't come out for just any man. He has nah. to come out for the real... Nah, Milk Float, you, you can't... Have to nah, you're taking a piss. Bro. Huh? You're, you're taking a piss. You're next, go. I'm fine. Turn the music off. Nah, bro, go. Turn the music off. Oh, Turn the music off. Ah. Uh, Turn the music uh, off. Go. Oh. Brother, I can't. Oh, There's a thing called monetization. Stay. You know, we can't use oh. the music. Oh, fuck's <laughs> sake, man. Fuck's sake. I thought just didn't fancy it. Guy was thinking money I'm bags, not, man. No, no, I can't do that. I'm trying to, I'll find songs where I've done it. Hold on. Have you? Can you actually rap? Yes. Can you actually? Yes. Man, of many talents out here, bro. You might want to go sit down, cause my lyrics hit hard and make you fall to the ground. Don't walk around like you're the talk of the town when my name makes your white boxes turn brown. I'm Styler, know that I found that your lyrics should be six foot under the ground. And when compared to me, you sound like a Jamaican dollar when I'm a UK pound. One insult that I'm walking to, then I write bars and you'll, no. One insult that I'm talking to, then I write bars and you'll start walking. Cause I'm popping like virgins, I'm show stopping. I can't remember the rest wow. of that. Bars. 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 Stop. Bars. Listen. While style is reminiscing, looking back at the days where as kids, we all played outside. Running around was amazing, catching sweat while the sun was blazing. All we did was play cops and robbers, shoot water guns. And mum was gazing out the windows while we she was frying food. But them days are dying now. There really are cops and robbers shooting real guns. Our mums are crying. I can't remember the rest of that one. Bro, bravo, bro, man. I'm going to say bravo. I'm going to say bravo, bro, bro, I went back. I, I didn't did, know you could rap, bro. bro. You tried to embarrass me. No, not at all. <laughs> what about Milk Float? Milk Flow don't come out. Nah, nah, nah. After <laughs> we, we just did our thing. Listen. Nah, 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 nah. MCs. I don't care. We I just did. I need a mix. I need a mi I need some mixing going the, on behind the, me. Do you hear this? You We're dropped. Just chilling. I dropped. But you're, nah, you're a pussy. We're you not me, Pussy. You, you got to tell Milk Flow he's a pussy, not me, bro. All right, you Milk Flow's a pussy. You don't can say that. with your top off in front of come out. Nah, 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 nah. Don't say that, bro. There's no way. Nah, 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 nah. Hey. G, if you're listening don't to this listen or watching to him. this, yeah, don't next listen to time him. he comes After on After what she said to you on the phone, bro, you can't. She, she never said nothing bad to me on the phone. <laughs> yeah, you did. made that up. And if she said it to me, she said it to you to no, tell me. She but she bro. never said it to me. Come right? on now. Listen, G. Next time you see him, which will be after this, obviously, can you tell me the next time he's in here, he needs to spit bars? I've you. got some bars for him right now. Come on, Go. yo. Milk, what's it? Milk float. Come on, bro. Milk float. <laughs> lost his bottle. Told uh, him DMC and he hit the throttle. Uh, Come on, I'll take that. It's better than what you dropped. Now we're in the battle rap. The now we're going forward, bro. Now I'm jumping the battle rap. Come on. Oh what? shit. What? Come on. Give me a beat. What do you mean? Give me a beat. Why do you need the beat? No. Oh, because we're rapping, bro. No, no monetization. What the fuck? 
we're no, no, no. We're not allowed to use other people's music. Yes, we are. We are not allowed to. Of course to. we are. You can go and get like royalty free music. But even then you have to then pay nah, for it. royalty free, bro. Royalty free. This Hold guy's on. trying to make it like he's trying to find excuses. Yeah. We dropped it a cappella. What is this? I think what's funny is that this was a huge joke and now and that's the epidemic sound. That's exactly who you use if you need royalty music. Who's going? You. Oh shit! Come on. Okay. Milk float. Milk float. Milk. MC flow. I'm filming this. Yes. Yes. Ori Sala rapping. Wants to go out trapping. Ah. Uh. Wants to get the pack in. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Wants to jump and what? Style up. Working. Out here twerking. <laughs> Go. You gotta hit me, bro. You gotta help me out. I'm not helping you out after we did our lyrics already. Come on. You didn't do your bro. You gotta do your lyrics for the video, Bedford's bro. Eminem. Come on. Just me? Yes. No. Did we not do our lyrics? You didn't, we bro. Went, we for hey, several Mush, minutes. I lied. We did we our team. Bars. Come on, Mick. It's bars. not Mick, it's MC Float. Alright, MC Float, come on. Alright. Hey, Rubicon Mango. <laughs> What is he doing? Mango. <laughs> I'm not doing this, bro. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> All that talk earlier on about bringing out MC Float. Bro, right? you have to bring it, but he has to be in front of a crowd, man. Wait, so you want to do that in front of a crowd? That's exactly what I want to do. This guy, do you hear this? But listen, Mad. I want to be dressed up. I want to be, I want to have a mink coat on. Right? Why? And a top hat. But why? Why? Just because, bro. I reckon it will nah. pull in numbers, man. We'll go viral. This guy. After, oh. we, after all of that, you know. After all of that. I feel like that was a good performance, right? By who? <laughs> By who? Nah, there's no way you're going to get us to say bars. And you Rubicon just, Mango nah. EP out soon, man. Rubicon be, like, Mango. I, was, I remember when I was a kid, right? Yeah. And you'd watch like... Do you remember when Loki dropped his fire in the booth when yes. he did that alphabet that assassin was, oh, thing? That was so sick, man. I was maybe like 14, 15 listening to that and I just started trying to write this bars. This is it, man. This way you go. Like, I'm going to try and write something now off the back of that. This is that when you watch, you watch like... Uh, Who's far in the booth was it, man? K Coke had a really oh good one God, back K-Coke in the day. Oh my God, unbelievable, man. K Coke. I still remember all the words to that. Bro, do you remember you used to listen to it ago. and you'd go like, I could do that. I'm trying to find That's the one. That's just what what just happened. I'm trying to find the one that I had with... Um, That's Sipa. recorded. With Sipa. Actually, with um, MC Grinder because he did they did a Corrupt FM one on TikTok mm. as a challenge. And I I did that as well, because you mentioned it. So let me find it. I feel like everyone wanted to rap at one point in yeah, their lives. Of course. Because it was too, did. like on the TV and it was so influential. Yeah. And especially at that age, isn't it? We were like 13, 14. I'm still everybody th- was a rapper. I'm still upset with you, mate. It's not me, bro. You can't be upset with me. Nah, you cannot just drop personas when you... Yes, you can. Nah, That's the nah. best part you of it. You know what the problem was? You... you you came, you started so strong. Yeah, I did. With your MC name. You're right, man. And then the chest completely disappeared. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. It did, man. Completely you know what we need to do? We need to get some rehearsals in, I think. And we'll get in front of a crowd. Ori Star will bring me out. You really want me to do this with you? Okay. <laughs> no. Here we That'd go. Be hilarious. I'll bring him out at one point, you know. You would say, make you come into uh, Edinburgh Fringe. You're going <laughs> to. All right, let's see if I can put this on the screen. It might be able to go on the screen. I'll show you. Straight out of lockdown three. Back to back sessions right now. See if you can keep up, yeah? Okay. 
shining bright just like a laser. Riding up by the escalator. Up and down like elevator. And I'll be back like Terminator. Tar, you might wanna go sit down. Come on, lyrics hit hard and make you fall to the ground. Don't walk around like you're talking the tower. My name makes your white boxes turn brown. Play shot just like Ace from Jamaica. The one I make, I get way too major. General, unstoppable dictator. And I keep it moving like I'm a skater. Now time's further word danger. D stands for degenerator. A stands for administrator. M stands for negotiator. J stands for well, that's Jamaica. A stands for already greater. A stands for humiliator. Constantly violating all my haters. Bellamy, cause of the fact that I pedigree. Call me the rock like baby, you smelling me. I'll be the prison and also the remedy. This one's a lyrical felony. I'll bring you the energy. Why? Because one is the best MC. Well, there's me too, you know. <laughs> Bars. Very good, bro. Bravo. Bars. Bravo. So Bars. I want to see MC Bars. Milk Flow. Bars. Bars. I want to see MC Milk Flow. Can you replicate? Can you, can you do that? Someone's at your door. No one's at my door. Yes, they are. Oh, shame. Someone's at my door. I should be lucky. Someone is actually at my door. You are lucky. Bro. Wow, bro. Saved you, man. Saved you, the, saved you to witness the... Uh, MC Milk Float. MC Float, bro. He's out here. He's got a little bit of tightening up to do, but we, <laughs> we can work on it. Do you know what I mean? There's uh, there's uh, there's record, some gap there's some gaps that need to be filled for you sure. Re you record the track and then come out to it at your yes, next boxing just... match. Yeah. No, that'd <laughs> be hilarious. Know. Come out of the boxing match. I get laughed off, man. Yeah. So the door was ringing. So where was we? Yes. Yeah. Mickey had yeah. bars. Nah, he doesn't anymore. And it's not Mickey. It's MC Flow. But yeah, no, he. Uh, Alter ego. Cop out. Alter ego, bro. I'm using it. Cop out. I can't wait. I can't wait to one podcast. I'm going to turn up, dress as MC Flow, and my whole persona is going to be completely different. And I'm going to document the whole thing. <sighs> we'll see what happens. Mink coat, top hat, big glasses. I'm thinking Elton John-esque. Yeah. Um, Deep voice. <laughs> Elton John-esque yeah. and deep voice. Yeah, man. Yeah, we're going polar opposites out here, man. Okay. Big glasses. It is 2022. Top hat. No. Yeah, man. Skinny, skinny jeans. Maybe even leggings. Who knows? Macklemore float. Yes, thrift shop. And I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna come in with a real deep voice. And I'm gonna hold the persona. I'm gonna hold character, and that's yeah. gonna be my um, audition. I'll take that. All right. All right. We'll Sounds see. like a deal. We'll see. All right. See this guy. That was this a real guy. moment in time when Macklemore thrift shop. That was a real moment in time. Yeah. I actually loved that tune. I loved that tune. tune as well. So many people were kind of like, because he was getting the push that. He was getting the push that a lot of rappers who had been grafting, but let's say black rappers yeah. would have wanted, where he kind of, people thought he came out of nowhere mm. and then boom, he got a lot of backlash because of that. Not his fault, no. but I get it, innit? People were like, well, what about us? You're gonna give the, yeah. the, it's always the token white guy who gets that vanilla ice M&M. That's what they felt about him. Mm. Cause if you look at where he is now, I couldn't tell you. I don't no. know what he's doing. I, haven't seen him I went to wireless that year. Mm. 2013 wireless so he, he was, was he was there and so was kendrick lamar right ah. and they were both opening for jd and now i think six years later kendrick came back to wireless and he was the headliner yeah where's macklemore yeah I'm sure he's doing fine but kendrick went on to be yeah. so full bank, man. the highest of talents eventually you like to think it takes time shine through it just sure, takes man. a lot longer yeah. that's all i remember when kendrick he was at the award he won in it and Macklemore, it was the Grammy. Grammy, and Macklemore said oh, it shouldn't have been me, really. Yeah, he t he put the text out. Yeah, and Kendrick was like, "Why did you put that out?" Yeah, he was. To be fair, I think he. You know, there is a case where sometimes people overreact to things. 
like something happens and you try and overfix it. Yeah. Sometimes just let it slide. Yeah, let if it slide. If you didn't say anything, yeah. Bruv, who's a reggae artist that won the Grammy last Grammys? And it was like a group of white guys. I can't remember who they are. Oh, that was a thing, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And in that category, there was Spice. I think, I think Shaggy was nominated. I can't remember. There was a few. And it was just a group of white guys that nobody in reggae had ever heard of. Yeah. So it was like, who? And they won a Grammy. It was mm. like, what the, f- what's who going on? Who chooses that though? You know what yeah, I mean? Man, I don't know. I don't care anymore. Someone has to like be. I mean, I say all these like award shows are kind of silly, but if yeah. someone wanted to give me the Grammy for stand-up comedy, I'd still be at the awards. I'd take like, it. Yeah. But if I thought, if whether I'm nominated or not, it don't really matter. I'm not the guy who goes, hey, because I've been given it and I'm trying to be edgy i'm gonna denounce this yeah. grammy i'm not gonna do that but i'm not fighting for the grammy ed fringe mm-hmm. which we oh yeah i better do that a little bit announcement i've got to tell people ed fringe um i'm going up there i'm not going to try and win i'm not even trying to get nominated if it happens amen i'm trying to go out there and deliver a good show you go and do that fans genuinely gravitate towards you because you're giving them what they want industry doesn't gravitate towards you because you give the fans what they want they gravitate towards you because you give the industry what the industry wants. And that isn't always, probably rarely, is what fans want. Yeah. Fans want comedy. They want, like Edinburgh Fringe, one thing I can't stand about the concept is they want you to go out there and sell a story. Mm-hmm. You have to have a show which has a story to it. If you're funny because you can do great material and great jokes, you're funny. If that, if you can fill up a crowd because people love your ability to make them laugh, then you're funny and you're great. They shouldn't be pushed aside because the industry goes, ooh, well, what's a great story? What's about you? What makes you different? I don't care about that stuff. There's a lot of pretentiousness, isn't there? Big time. Yeah. Now, I'm like, genuinely, i got laughter therapy on here, right? I am an advocate for raising awareness about how important it is to be on top of your mental health and management of it too. Bro, you do, you do psychology. Why am I telling you this, right? For me, it's something that's one of the core values of, my of not just me as a person but core values of who i am as a comedian to be able to go on stage and make people laugh but also bring a bit of awareness to that as Mm -hmm. i can i don't want someone to then go so what we want you to do is do a whole journey of what it means to not be well if i do that and then bring it to stage it's authentic from me yeah it's organic thank you but if I do it because someone's told me that's the story we want to hear from you, you're telling me what I should be talking about. It's kind of like outing somebody for their insecurities and saying, that would be a really good reason for you to do a show and a tour. And I'm not on that. I really am not no. on that. And Ed does have that vibe. That's what people feel about the fringe is that you go up there and all you're doing is you're pandering. It's very industry based. Now I'm kind of blessed enough to have done tours on my own back where I don't have to worry about, um someone else going you're allowed to tour like i've like my most recent tour was 14 shows it was a green tour the show that i'm bringing up to ed mm-hmm. is a, we did 14 shows and we had a quail of a time we profited we we got the show out there it was really well done uh, we shot a special and it's great the thing is though going to take it up to ed for me was not because i wanted to sell it to industry and go, hey guys, let me tap dance. It's more so, I like the idea of grafting my ass off. Mm-hmm. And Ed is a graft. You got there for a month, it is a graft. I've got about 58, 59 shows already booked in, including the ones I do every day, plus other ones I'm booked to do. For our, In the space of a month, I'm gonna be exhausted. But that excites me. Yeah. 
running to one show, running to another, gaining what is like six months of comedy experience in the space of one month. Run here, run there, go there, be amongst this, be amongst that, see a vibe here. Watch other people who are your friends develop their show. But if you go up there with the idea of, I want to only get nominated, I want to only win, you're going to miss on so much of a great experience if it doesn't happen because yeah. you're sitting there going, that was my sole purpose. So yeah, that industry energy that let's get awarded. Let's make sure we pitch for this win or that win, or let's make sure we pander and tap dance. That's why I got so much time for so many of the acts that I know that are going up there, like without PR, without, um, without the whole, I need to tap dance for the industry, just going up there saying, I love comedy. I want to do fringe. I'm going to do it. And if you are a fan, come to see yeah. the show. That's one thing I want to, I, I love with doing that. But yeah, kind of went on a tangent with that one. We're not here uh, next week, right? Recording here on a Monday or a Tuesday. However, no. we could probably get a session in beforehand. We might have to record one day earlier if you're up for it or you could be away. On the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Your way. I have to work something out. Because after this, I'm gonna. I'm not seeing Mickey for a month, but I'm bringing the equipment up, and I'm gonna record with comedians up yeah. at Ed Fringe. That's a good idea. Yeah, man. Unless, I get, unless I get a spare day, and I'm just gonna bowl out to yeah, Edinburgh. Bowl up and come up and just chill. Mm. I'm gonna try and record loads, like loads of episodes. I'll set the camera up like mm. how it's on the tripod now. Mm. Just there, we sit down. You say the you say the train's five hours, isn't it? It's five hours. And you got Airbnb. Yes. On my own. I'm not sharing with a single box. Is what? it two bed? Uh, it's two beds because a sofa bed in the living room, but mm. it's not two bedroom. Mm. Bruv, I, do you know how much it costs? I'll tell I you. No, it's expensive, bro. Bro, it's for the month. expensive. Four and a half grand. But my missus is always. Jesus Christ. Four and a half grand. For my Airbnb. But my, my missus DL, keeps man. telling me she, like, she loves Edinburgh, isn't it? She's got good taste. So I said. She I'm, can't do anything wrong by me, you know? I know she can't. Even if she, tell, if she can cuss me out. She, she's never uh, she, you out. Nah, she has done. She has done. She definitely has done. She definitely has cussed me and out once or twice. She to every podcast the second it comes Gigi, out. Gigi, you're beautiful, right? She, she is. Definitely. Man, very lucky. Yeah, you. I don't know how I manage that one. You're a nice guy, bro. That's why. I appreciate bro. it, man. But, I appreciate it. He does it every pod, though. He makes sure. I'm lucky, just so everyone knows. I'm oh, I, stay away. I'm blessed. Do you know how many people, I love my wife. Do you know how many people slid into my DMs? How many girls slid into my DMs? Serious. Zero. Oh, yeah. None. Not one, bro. I thought you going to tell me those, dude. Oh, none, bro. Not one. Never. Is that what you do it for, to make sure they don't? I mean, I'm active. I promote my relationship. And I think that's, that's why. But I don't you want know, people to... You just made me... I don't... People, if you go on my Instagram, you would never know I'm in a relationship. Still no one slides into my DMs. How rude. But really? hold on, hold on. Your Instagram, right, is the one that you use. Yeah, yeah, Your Viking visuals doesn't like have relationship oh, stuff no, on there. So, yeah. so I've got my personal and then Your I've personal. got business. Yeah. So I don't have a personal Instagram. So oh, any okay. any time that people have slid in my DMs, it's my work one. Yeah. Anytime yeah, people yeah. have dropped messages, it's my work one. Or like I'll be honest, if I had a choice of not doing social media mm. or doing it, um and still be working how I'm working right now in terms of the level of marketing and success I can gain. Probably wouldn't do social media. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It gets too exhausting. It's too tiring. It becomes a it becomes a. It's a drug as well. Every day, bro. It's every a drug. Every day. Because you then get this anxiety of Have I posted enough? 
Am I doing enough? Are they Am doing I, more? Yeah. So for me, the reason why you're not getting people sliding your DMs as much, or you mm. might do whoever, it's your work social media. They're sliding in his personal one. Mm. But they're not. That's the thing. Sorry. No, they're not sliding in your personal one. Yeah. They're right? also not sliding in my business one either. Of course, your business one doesn't have that. Mm. But then on your personal one, that is that page locked? No, nah, no, nah, it's open. Oh, it's open because that's my boxing one, isn't it? That's from about my boxing profile. Ah, uh, well, it is kind of work then as well. Yeah, kind of work, I'd oh. say. Yeah, I don't post pictures of my girlfriend on my social media. No, I don't like either. it either. I don't like the idea of doing it either. Because in my head, I'm thinking, why, why would I in the first place? Very rarely she'll creep up onto my story every now and then. Rarely. Yeah. And even then, I'm like, sometimes I just delete. I'm like, this was a bad idea. Because you don't you know, of? you don't know what kind of psychopaths are following you. That's one I reason. Mean, yeah, for sure. Like you have no idea. Like I had, I had one. I learnt my lesson early because some one guy messaged me mm. when we first got together. I posted a photo, mm. and he goes, "Oh, bro, is that yours? Yeah, I used to see her about the library all the time at uni. Yeah, we that went uni kinda, together. Like, yeah. Where are you going with this conversation? Do you know what I mean? And there's no need to tell me that. I was like, like, "All right, bro, whatever. No yeah. Delete." Yeah. Yeah. I've I've had it where for me, um you post up your you post up your partner on social media, people feel accustomed to the idea that they are now part of your life. So they can input in, oh you lot look great together, Ori, you're punching, oh you lot I saw you when you were here, or oh my god, yeah, I saw her over there and I don't want none of that. No. I want to switch off. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. When like it's when you post up your child. If let's say you've got a child and you've put them in, you're feeding them or something, right? Someone will come up to you. You know what you should do? You should give them this formula because it's really, really good and it's really like all of. The, and I don't want anyone else's input. That's un, unasked for. Not asked for. That's unsolicited, right? I don't want any of that stuff. If I haven't asked you for it, don't because people to validate them will give you, especially like what, how much followers you got? Or combined over 20,000 okay. on my social media. Just on my Insta is like 55. Yeah. So you can imagine you start adding stuff on my Facebook is over um, a hundred thousand, yeah. right? You start having people that feel that their way of being communicate uh, to communicate with you is uh, by being forward in what they think and their opinions. Mm. After a while, Oh my God, you start sitting there thinking, who, who asked you? Don't ask me. And they're fans yeah. that don't know they cross a line. So yeah, the best man. thing for me to do is to not give them something that is personal to me that's going to make them cross a the line. Mm. Like when I, I remember, you know, when you post that you're not well, oh, I'm not feeling too good. Yeah. And, uh, da, 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 da. Yo, cook some ginger, put it in water, then put a little bit of scotch bonnet, drink that real quick, it'll bun it out of your system. Yo, what you should do is take these tablets. It's amazing. And bro, I, I just don't want to hear your lots of remedies. Yeah. And some people are waiting to find something to turn it in. Like, for, you know, it's a good example. And oh. this lives with me, right? Not necessarily, but I think about it a lot for some mm. reason. So Mo Gilligan, yeah. right? He never posts his family. I know what you're going to say. And he bought a house. Yeah. And then suddenly there's a newspaper article. About him and his missus. Mo Gilligan moves into, what, and they probably guessed how much the house costs, yeah. with his um, ex-whatever star um, girlfriend. Yeah. And then people start commenting. Like people now suddenly everyone's got an opinion on like her ethnicity. Yeah. What Mo and oh suddenly oh, I don't actually like Mo's joke about this. I don't like that. Bro, it's like, you see, you see what moment, the media does. The moment, the, yeah, the media put that, and then the media that did it's it. It's a non-story. Well, they there was it wasn't just media because news did it like regular news articles. 
we're doing it because in their eyes, it's like, well, he's a celebrity. So what we could do yeah. is lose celebrity story. But then it was the outlets on social media, especially the, the kind of the black empowerment outlets that did it. And rather than, they did it in such a shady way where they would take his picture, take her picture, they put them up and post him and be like, Mo Gilligan and his missus, right? Knowing that their platform is about black empowerment. So they yeah. were trying to criticize him for being someone who is very forward about um, helping out people, particularly in our comedy scene that come from the black comedy scene, but yet he is a white wife. That's what they were trying to do. Some horrible pages that were doing that. Oh. Now you can imagine whether your opinion is that you are, that he has a white wife and he shouldn't, or he has one as long as he's happy. It doesn't matter. That's his missus. Let him do it's his a thing. Story. It's, it's yeah. just, it's, it's, that's their story. That's them. Who are you to start talking? But that's what they like to do. They like to push the idea of this is what you need to, to do. And, and if you're slipping in another way, we're going to just attack you. It's horrible. That's that paparazzi thing going on, yeah. isn't it? And I don't want that. No. So for me, and not to say that anyone I've ever been with, I'd be embarrassed to be around or be seen with. It's not that. But on the other side of it, I don't want them being drawn into what is the life that I chose. I chose to be in entertainment. I didn't choose for them to be. Yeah. So if they then start getting hassled and haggled, some people go, yeah, but she should know who she's getting with. That's very true. But she got with me, not with you getting with her. Yeah, I think the moral story is people are douchebags, right? Oh yeah, big time. Like people on social media. Big time. People, and they're looking, they're waiting. Yeah, oh, they're waiting, waiting to attack. It's way too comfortable. With it. Who is it that said it? It was to Mike Tyson said it. People got way too comfortable with saying shit on social media and not getting punched in the face. Yeah. Because yeah. they can say whatever they want, right? Oh, facts. But if they're in front of you, different ball Speak. game, bro. I've had it where people have been in front of me after they've said the most on social media, mm. right? And I'm, I, I'm, I'm an advocate for Let's me let's let's when I, I'm gonna see you at some point. Mm. When I see you, say that then. Mm. Like Keep I, that energy, right? Bro, and you're not exactly it. like a frail guy. <laughs> Just, I mean? I'm not a small guy. Yeah. I'm not an aggressive guy, but I can handle myself. Yeah. Right. I'm an advocate for when there have been comedians that have like thrown shots at people mm. on online. I'm not doing that. Bro, I don't do it. I'm waiting to see not I'm not gonna be aggressive with them, yeah. obviously. There are a few people. I'm not going to say names who I'm waiting to bump into. Yeah. Because when I started one minute smoke, um, I posted it on the comedy collective and everyone and their mother had an opinion about it. Yeah. Saying, Oh, it's this, it's that someone even wrote this really bugged me. He said, Oh, another way to degrade comedians. And I was thinking, and what was interesting about that whole situation, the people who I respect in comedy, who I clearly see are like doing like really good things with their career were backing me. Yeah. The people who are grumpy, bitter, bored. The ones who haven't got, the, the people that have been open micing for 10 years. Yes. They had everything to say about it. And I remember one guy who was the ringleader, a friend of mine, um, she messaged me saying, don't worry about that guy. His whole act is he dresses up as a penguin. How are you going to? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, man. You know and they would is? never say that. Oh, oh, but here's the ironic bit, right? Mm. One of them, he was talking about how um, crappy it is and like they were slagging off gong shows as well and everything because they think it's ex exploitation, blah, blah, blah. Mooch got involved, yeah, right? Who runs Voxel. Mm. And Mooch has always been very good to me. He's a really good dude. And this guy didn't say anything to Mooch because he clearly probably just wants to get booked on Voxel. Yeah. Six months later, he posts on the Comedy Collective, um, how do I sign up for the Voxel gong show? 
which is a very similar format to One, one minute, minute Smoke. Smoke. Yeah. Right? So I was thinking, oh, okay. So what it is, is you have no problem picking on me because you don't think I have enough clout to ruin, oh, no, they to will give suck, you a problem. They will suck dick when it comes to like people who they feel are able to give them the opportunities to go in. Yeah. They're looking at you like, oh, you're another comedian trying to do something yeah. that I can't do for myself. People will suck dick when they see someone like who can give them opportunity to get into a club. You're going yeah. to a gong show to get in a club. Bruv, I've, I've had it loads of times, man. It's one of them ones, comedians are catty. That's every industry though. Yeah. DJs have it, singers, songwriters, rappers have it. Comedians are catty when they're ready. I've had it where, where a comedian will throw shots at me. Not say my name. It's blatantly about me. Yeah. And then other comedians will say, what is his problem with you? I'm like, I don't even care. See me in public, right? And not say a word. No. And I'm waiting. It's a different ball game. I'm waiting for you to speak verbally. Because if you can say what you want to say online to me over the phone or to my face, cool. Very easily, easy to do it on online. And then not say my name or tag me. When I and when I don't and I don't respond, but then when I don't respond to stuff online, like another person throwing shots, it's been a couple, it's not loads. When I don't respond, then their head two things happen. One, for what I can assume or what I've been told. One, I'm too scared to respond. Or two, I don't even and then after they, they go, it's not that you're scared, they go, he doesn't care enough, and that's irritated me more. Because mm-hmm. now you've not responded. I've done my bit, looked petty. You're not even responding. You're not biting the bait. And now I look like a, a bit of a fool. So I don't respond to them. But if I see face to face, yo, what was the thing you were saying? Like, I love that, man. Bro, it's, I'd my, I'd much do, rather that. I, I would do that a hundred times out of a hundred times. I, I, would, I don't mind getting rushed. I'm one of them people no, that- I'd you, rather, I'd rather bro, say to you, what's up then? What was like, up? You got someone to say, please. Bro, you could be with 10 guys. If I'm about to get beaten up, I, I, I get beaten up, but I'm still going to ask you, what was the issue? Mm. Because it's, it's better that than sitting at home going, ah, I want to see him. Any engagement, any kind of like like conflict or any kind of engagement I've been in in a situation like that, when someone has said something, maybe I haven't been in a place where they've said something about me online or anything like that shit, but like any kind of like conflict, you know what I mean, an argument, if they're saying things, you almost, you almost respect them a little bit more, right? Because it's they like, say, you yeah. know what, fine then, bro. If that's what's up, that's what's up. But at least... They got a bottle to say it. But yeah. uh, I had a conversation with a promoter recently and he was like, he said to me, I've heard you said the, like a couple of things about, about the show blood to some other people. I said, yeah. Like, what is it you're saying? What's your problem with the show? Or what's your problem with me? So I ain't got a problem with you. The show that you run, I'm not feeling. I, I don't want to do it. I've done it before. I'm not on it. And the way that the, pro- the show gets promoted sometimes I just feel like it's not what I want to, where I want to be or what I want to do. So when other comedians ask me my opinion, I'm very verbal about that. Yeah, 100%. Right? And I'm not, and then, and when they've asked me, and I've said this to him as well, when they ask me about, some will get upset about how you deal with them when it comes to money and finances, and it could be quite bullish. And I said, you got to stand, you got to stand your ground. Like I've said to him, you have the right to have the opinion that you have when it comes to how much money you want to pay a, com- a comedian. They have the right to look at you and say, you're out of your mind. I'm not taking that money. Mm. Everyone has the right to their opinion and view. And there are times where some people that don't know that, and I've been there before. I've been the guy going, well, if that's how much they think I'm worth, I got to take that because I'm not sure of myself. Mm. I've said to them, I said to him, 
bruv, back then you used to be bullish in the way that you speak to people. It weren't your intention. It's just how you sounded. Yo, take this money, man. Hold that in it. I'm like, for some people that are not sure of themselves, they don't know that that's the last, that's, that's not the only time someone's going to offer you money for your craft. Mm. They think that if they don't say yes to you, they're not going to get the opportunity to go through. But once time's gone along and I've understood and developed my understanding of what I'm worth, the same way that you know what your show's worth, it's easy to have a conversation, but you're being honest. Some, some promoters and some comedians don't like the honest conversation because it makes them have to wake up and realize how people see them. Others are happy to have it. I'm more than, if you tell me my stock value's gone down to 50 pounds, I'd much rather that than sit in delusion and thinking I'm still worth 150 or 500 or whatever. Mm. Let me know my stock value's gone down so I can build up on it. Mm. But if I say that about your show as well, I'm not being disrespectful, but for me, it might not just be me because where my stock value might be at that moment in time is I'm not doing this show because it's just not my, my vibe. Mm. I love that. And it's having that conversation without feeling like there's any repercussion. I know there's going to be a few that I've got to have coming up because there's so much things that have happened in this comedy industry over the past few years that you're going to have to sit here and talk to some people and you just got to be polite, bro. This is what I think and feel. It's that's just it. Boom, bam. So, yeah. All right, we better wrap this up, man. Yeah, we better wrap this up because you got to move and I know I got to move. Yo, Ori Styler uh, on the Respectfully Podcast. Big up yourself. Shout out to my guests. Big up yourself. Let them know where they can find you. Thank you for having me. Uh, follow One Minute Smoke on Instagram and TikTok and follow me at Musin Yesalada, M-U-H-S-I-N-Y-E-S-I-L-A-D-A. Nice. Safe. Mickey, what about you? Um, We always do this, bro. Mickey underscore Mills. Yes, that's right. Yep. And the other one? Uh, Viking visuals. Yes, no underscore on the Viking no visuals. No underscore on the Viking visuals. You want Good. some content created, you hit your boy up. Lovely. I am shattered after yesterday. Bro, we're doing it, man. We're doing it. Respectfully podcast. You can follow us on Respectfully Pod on uh, Instagram. And um, you can follow me at Uri Styler. A-U-R-I-E-S-T-Y-L-A. My energy is mad low. I didn't finish my protein. Let's in get this. some coffee and that's my Coffee and then... Um, Ow, I've got to get work done as well. Guys, bless up. Make sure you like, you share, you subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends, tell your enemies. Make some enemies and turn them into friends by telling them to be respectful from time to time. Take it easy. We're out. Bless. <laughs>